You're now tuned into the Apartment 5B podcast, where we chop it up about hip-hop, R&B, sports, love, and life. Hosted by Kill. 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 What's good, what's good, what's good? You are two in Apartment 5B, hosted by your man, Kill. Got my squad with me, in effect, with today. As always, Porsche, little sis, what's going on? Not a whole lot, Kill. How are you? Everything is dope. Everything is dope. My brother, burnout to ATL. What's going on, good brother? Glad to be here. Ready to rock. All right, all right. JR, the R&B guru. What's going on, good brother? What's going on? Got a nice app. After work drink, I'm ready to go. I, I, mm-hmm. I know the red cup is there. You good to go. Got yes. my brother Amir out of Mount Vernon. What's going on, good brother? What's the word, man? I'm chilling. Everything like that. And for the first time chopping it up with us, I got my guy, Jamil Honesty. What's going on, good brother? Hey, salute. What's good, man? Everything Hope is well. good, man. Everything yes, is good. Everything is good. As always, I got to salute my favorite album of 2021, A Man P Rock 21 Grams. If you don't got it, go grab it. Got the ill red vinyl out here, so that's definitely official like that. Uh, so definitely go support that. As always, let's jump right into it. You know me. So this week's show is about five times that hip hop and R&B, if, if people have them, that five times that something in hip-hop broke your heart now let me break that down to where it came from i was chopping up on the timeline last week's show the 88 show has been an incredible show so much interaction on the timeline about memories and albums and just everything like that and one of my guys said he was like yo y'all y'all ain't mentioned the steady b let the hustlers play and i was like that's 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 a thorn in my side right there because a steady and cool seeing the whole bank robbery and killing the female cop and everything. And I was like, yo, that right there is a time that like it, my heart was broken. You know what I mean? So thinking about that, I was like, yo, you know, let's chop it up about that. You know what I mean? For people watching, you know, I told everybody to try to, if you can keep it to a, a maximum of, of two deaths, because truth be told, anytime somebody passes away in hip hop or R&B is a time you know, your heart could have been broken or anything like that. So it doesn't have to be super duper serious like a death. It could be it could, it could be a crew breaking up. It could be different things. So I'm intrigued about that. But to kind of touch on a little bit more, because my guy really didn't get it. Like, damn, that really fucked you up like that. I'm like, you know, me being from Philly, Steady B for me was kind of like what I would say, like Nas is for somebody from Queensbridge. You know what I mean? Or what Heavy was for somebody from Mount Vernon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just and i remember that day being in philly and you hearing about the bank robbery i mean it's literally like if you watching any of them heist movies the town or set it off like all day on tv it was just like yo bank robbed you know black female cop shot and it's just like damn like yo that's crazy like yo niggas is wilding out here and then around maybe six seven o'clock i remember it being like words started getting the air like yo it was steady being cool scene. It's like crazy. Like, yo, you you serious? Like, 
And I'm sure anybody who wasn't from Philly just got the news all in one bundle. Like, yo, this is what happened. Where it's like, we're getting the news like hour by hour. And it's just like, yo, you gotta be kidding me. Stay being cool, CJ. What? Like, a black female cop got murdered? And, you know, it's just crazy. So, like, that's definitely, it's funny, one of my guys reached out to me once and he wanted to do a little, like, a, a screenplay or something on um, the Hilltop Hustlers. And he was like, yo, Kill, I want you to write. And I said, bro, I can only do it if like 60 to 70 percent is about the hilltop and 30 40 percent is about the the female cop and like her life you know what i mean and kind of doing some digging into it found out like she had two sons you know what i mean so and then like i think don't quote me but i know one of the sons may got locked up and now i'm thinking like damn did he get locked up because his mom's died and he she ain't there no more so it was it's, it's just a heartbreaking situation um about about the whole thing and i mean stead is locked up for life cool c is on death row um i think he's been pardoned a couple of times um i, I don't even really know where the case is right now but definitely a moment that hip-hop broke my heart and it's, it's hard for me to even listen to stead sometimes you know what i mean like his second album what's my name that was a five mic classic to me but it's hard to listen to not as not hard as listening to my R&B boy, who was Candyman. And for people watching who may not know my joke about Candyman, I'm talking about R. Kelly. I refuse to say the nigga's name. You know what I mean? So I called the nigga Candyman. Um, but it's the same shit. Like, that, that's heartbreaking to me. Like, yo, that was my guy. Like, when 12 Play came out, my nigga, if you was in college, if you was smashing, like, 12 Play was the soundtrack. <laughs> like, that was across the board one of the greatest albums and i mean just the the the, the hear the allegations then to see all these r kelly documentaries and how how many how many lives that this dude like literally like i don't know what spirit that is what demon that is i don't know what it is but that's just increasingly heartbreaking for me to know from number one working with teens number two to having a daughter you know it, it's just that's a heartbreaking situation so Steady B and Cool C, hip-hop for me, Candyman, R&B for me. Porsche, give me a time when something in hip-hop broke your heart. Okay, I think everybody in the English-speaking world is going to expect me to say this. Um, and it's the, the RZA flood, the first one. Um, and that one because, obviously, we like a lot of dope beats were lost. Um, Meth's album was affected. Inspector Deck's album was affected. Um, and we we'll never know what could have been or would have been um, if that had never happened. And I think it was like, when that came to light, cause obviously it took time to get to know that. Um, that's when I was like, oh, it, it was just such a, it was so deflating, you know, because you, you hear what was on 36 Chambers and then you think like, damn, like it could have been that much, those albums could have been that much better. So for me, it was the first um, Rizza Flood. Here's the thing, and I'm asking everybody up here. I still don't, I feel like these floods are like some urban folklore. Like, I know they happen, I mean, most of those floods happen. Preaching just, the fire kill. There's always a different story. Like, it's like, so Takao wasn't Takao, but then were all the, the, the Build for Cuban Links, Liquid Swords, were those new beats that were made? Like, I'm so confused yeah. over what was lost and what wasn't lost and all of that stuff. Amir, do you know some back some back secret channels on what happened with this flood? Or anything? <laughs> I, I I just know that um, 
I'm not really a liberty to say. I'll say this though, man. Everything still panned out the way it's supposed to. I don't think the majority of those, of those beats were lost. I think, but a, a good a good portion of it was though. I'm, because, I mean, from what from what I heard, yeah. Because I know the whole Hoopla's Dex album was gone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know how much of the Hulu series is kind of like really on par. I know they had to embellish it for television, but it seemed like in the series it was like, okay, boom, I got these 12 discs for Meth, these for Ray, these for everybody. So I, I when they talk about Dex's album being lost, I'm like, was Deck up first? Because, you know, that's what they said. Yeah. So Deck was supposed to be up first. That's what they say. That's what um, I think Reza had mentioned that, that he okay. was supposed to come out during that you know that time with you know cuban links and all of that and he was saying that his album was on par with those with Ray and those, and those classics yeah like, yeah and it makes sense because you gotta i mean we're talking about inspected that yeah you know? i'm just sense, always yeah. I'm, I'm i'm always larry because as a producer i'm just like okay he seemed to be in his I just need I need Rizzo to really just answer some questions. And I feel like they <laughs> nobody has really ever like, you know, did a like lawyer client type like, yo, my nigga, so help me understand this. Like give me a timeline and a breakdown. You know what I mean? When was the first flood? What did we lose? What did we lose? And everything like that. But neither here nor there. Dope on Porsche, cause the flood, I mean, I guess you could say if the flood never happens, I mean, I know some people who have Riz as a top three producer maybe if the flood doesn't happen he's number one i don't know you know what i mean so definitely mm-hmm. a, a a what if moment uh jamil your first time chopping up with us what's one of your times that hip-hop broke your heart hmm, i got a few um you know what since we since we talking about the woo right one of the things that broke my heart um about a woo affiliate mm. um um, Please don't say I, street life because I don't no, know who that is. No, no, not, not street <laughs> life, not street right. life. But um, Killer Sin, mm. immensely talented MC, and I feel like if he was, you know, if he was given a chance or you know, if given the time, we would probably see more of him or hear about, you know, hear about him a little bit more because he was dope. I think he could stand with the with with the the main nine. Okay, oh, that's how now, dope now school me because I, I, I kind of I was Wu Tang the, the core, like as the mm-hmm. sons of man's and the killer and the armies and all that broke off. I'm not hit, I'm not really up on that. So, who was Killer Sin with? Killer, Killer Army, Killer Army, all right, cool, yeah, cool, cool. yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, dope, you know, he caught a case, he caught a, mm. uh, a murder charge or whatever, so he's gonna be yeah. locked down for a minute. You know what I mean, but just me being a a, a, a dude from Staten Island, you know. Um, you oh, know, so that's Wu, home for you. That's home. Yeah, for that's you. yeah. Oh, Wu Tang okay. is that's my heroes. You know what I mean. Those yeah, are my right. heroes. So, so it's like you know, with Killer Killer Sin though, man, dude is nasty. Mm. Always has been. You know what I'm saying. Right. And um, it just it kind of hurt me to see that you know we we probably not going to hear nothing else from him. Right, because um, he you know he locked down or whatever you know, decisions made you know life happens things just right. people make decisions or whatever. I'm not judging, but it's just you know it, yeah. it, it's hurt it, it, it's hurtful, man. You know what I mean? Nah, I definitely feel you. I definitely caught up in those situations. No doubt, no doubt. Vern, what you got? Hip hop, R and B, both. Since, uh, 
Yeah, okay, I, I'll do two together. But I got I got a Woo affiliate, but I'm gonna save it for my honorable mention because I didn't think about it till y'all just started talking. But um, hip hop, first one for me. I I caught it as I was watching his his uh, his documentary series, Kanye West. Um, <laughs> that was on mine. <laughs> like I remember, I I didn't know who the dude was. Uh, I was working and the dude was like, man, I know you would like him. Here, take this CD. And when I heard it, it was like hearing native tongue again. It was, I mean, you got to think about what was going on in hip hop at the time. So to hear a backpacker dude, uh, like kind of every man type dude to come out and do what he did and go on a nice little run. The, the heartbreaking thing is after 808 i've never heard anything from him and i'm cool with that because i i don't i don't rock with him period i don't, I don't care what y'all tell me his stuff sound like i don't rock with him so heartbreaking i don't know but disappointing definitely what he what he turned into and i'm i'm not expecting you to remain who you were on your debut album but i ain't expecting you to go from that to that you know so that's so tell right. me this, is there something that happened where you're like, you, you don't even listen to dude? Like, you don't like, was it something I mean, just, all, all the antics, all the ego, megalomaniac type vibe. I don't I don't mess with people like that. Be it music, be it acting, nothing, especially not in real life. So when you when you become that, I don't mess with you, man. <laughs> all right. no, I, feel, I, feel, I can respect that. I can respect that. I can respect that. What's on the R&B tip? R&B tip. Alright, this one this one broke my heart because my homegirl Nikki, she loved music like I do. She's a real estate agent. She was like, You going to the Prince concert in Atlanta? I'm like, man, I ain't paying $180 to see him play no piano. I, I could I could buy all his records or whatever. I remember where I was in Atlanta. I, 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 I see it right now. I was on, on 75 South. And I called my girl Nick. I was like, "Did you hear?" And I'm on the phone crying because number one, because he died, but number two, because I had the opportunity. That was his last concert, man, in Atlanta, and and I could have went, but I didn't. You know, so that's that's the one in the, on the R&B side. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Amir, what you got up for me? What's up the bat? Um, it was a couple of things, bro. But I think for me, it was um when I found out about what they call it. It's called the Enterprise Operations Unit, uh, AKA the Hip Hop Police in New York, man. Mm. <laughs> that shit was, when I, like, you know what I'm saying? So for me, and they was creating like this rap, rap intel unit, but it, I felt like it was a, it was a, it was a, it was what they, I guess, called dog whistle racism. One of the first open dog whistle racism units that, would target because you talk about hip hop police or in enterprise operations unit. I think it was in 1995 or six when I actually looked up the dates on it. But that that shit had really shook up like the streets of New York for a minute, man. Because you know when people came to New York and artists from New York was moving around, bro, it was a lot of you know people getting hurt and etc. But it was supposed to be collecting like gang intelligence, but then they was trying to weave in. You know how the streets and hip hop kind of have this right. uh, this thing in harmony with each other. So I feel like to me that was it was to me that was one of my most 
heartbreaking moments. I'm like, damn, we can't. You got police in the streets and police in hip hop. This is crazy. So, you know, where where do we really go in in a sense of like even and that was super political too. So just to show more control and restraints on artists and um and men of color as a whole, even in our yeah, creative zone. I got to yeah. I got to look it up, but I got a book on the hip hop police like that I that I read years ago. That was mm-hmm. like you said, crazy to really believe that there was really like how they got a gang task force like it was a, a hip-hop task force you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh so i definitely feel you on that um gerald what you got hip-hop or r&b or both uh but um <laughs> this is gonna be a funny one uh when i heard ether for the first time because i'm a Brooklyn head even though you know Nas is a favorite MC when you around a lot of Nas fans and they know you from Brooklyn and we're hearing this and all eyes is on you what do you say like you know what I'm saying like I'm just like yeah you can't not too many people could say much after Ether came out man right so I'm sitting there and then you know Flex is just like dropping straight bombs on this joint so I'm just like and I'm like, y'all, I am a Nas fan, but they like this your Brooklyn dude. So it's like, <laughs> it was, it was, it was very heartbreaking. It was very heartbreaking being in front of that. And I was, just, it was nothing I could say. It was just like, yeah, go listen to Takeover after this. No, you know what? Let me ask y'all a question. Do you think at that point in hip hop? Because I think that well, I know there was a point in hip hop where people just stopped caring. You know what I mean? And what I mean by that is we talk about in the 80s, if you lost the battle, it was a wrap. Your career was over. You know what I mean? When I think, was it Gilly who had the picture of Wayne kissing baby? And it was like, yo, that's the big joker. You know, boom. And niggas was like, well, it don't really matter. I mean, you could kiss your dad on the lips. I'm like, nigga, that ain't his dad. But neither here nor there. When it was like, oh, Rick Ross is a CO and then he's lying. And like, nobody just cared. Anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like. Is that why Jay was able to bounce back from that? Because Ether was pretty bad. Like, that was, that kind of to me was the death blow. Like, that was the fucking crane kick from Karate Kid. Like, how do you come back from that? Was and, that that nobody cared anymore? The rules were out the window. And as long as Jay's a millionaire, you never can lose. But it was fine because then after then, he came with Super Ugly, which was even worse. Like, like you come with that and it was just like all right you thinking all right jay gonna come back from this joint he's gonna get at him and he did super ugly and it was just like this is oh no like, but that's what i mean but jay is still here you know what i mean like, he made great business moves i mean but that doesn't have it but that this is what i'm saying is, is this when we stop caring in hip-hop yeah because business moves should have nothing to do with the battle agree agree i agree with you i agree you i know think what I mean? nobody cared anymore yep yeah cool day in hip-hop that, that's another that's another piece of hip-hop i didn't even think of that one but that's another place where hip-hop broke my heart Niggas don't care no more. But he getting money. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. But that's all they yeah. say. Yeah. That, that's it. Like I said, as long as Jay's a million, I always say that if Jay and Dame switch places and Jay was, you know, technically broken, getting sued all over the place and everything like that, ninety percent of that niggas fans would disappear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he oh, doesn't yeah. represent the wealth that most people who are Jay Z fans love the wealth. 
You know what I'm saying? So I just, yeah, so that's a, you know, thanks for that one, JR, because that's a hip hop moment that broke my heart that we just don't care. We don't care we about don't the rules yeah. no We don't care about if, if Rick Ross said, I'm not a CEO, but I am a CEO. Oh, fuck it, I lied, I'm a CEO, and niggas still, like that would have been done back in the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you done. If Jay was talking about he a drug dealer and we find out that nigga went to school with Mrs. Garrett at the Facts of Life, <laughs> like that nigga's dead. Like, yo, like nah, nigga, you was talking about all this wage move and you go to private school in, in Peekskill, New York. Like you done. <laughs> so yeah, streets is dead, man. Streets is dead. What's your R and B one? Cause I know you got one. Oh yeah. Um when Curtis Mayfield passed. Mm. Yeah. That that broke me because that's my soul story. That's where it all began for me with him. And so when that happened, it was like we heard it on WBLS and we were coming from my grandmother's, my father's mother, and we were leaving to go back to Jersey and we just heard it. And my mom and dad knew how much he meant to me. So they just looked back at me and I didn't say nothing from the ride from Brooklyn back to Jersey. I didn't speak. I didn't say nothing because I just couldn't believe he wasn't breathing anymore. And it was just like, and I always wanted him and Raphael to work together. So I would never get that. That's what I wanted. I wanted Raphael and Curtis Mayfield to work with each other. And I knew I would never get it. So, and he was already eyeing him already. Like, I see this kid. Like, he he gives me me. And for that to happen, and I was just like, damn. Like, that. And then I wanted two of my favorite producers to work together or do something and it never happened, so that that broke my heart for real. No doubt, no doubt. Um, the second joint I got up is the EPMD breakup. Yeah, I mean, oh, again, this was um, this is this is pre-social media, this is pre-Twitter, so you're hearing rumblings and magazines and on the radio about Eric set Parrish up to get robbed and and had people run up in Parrish's crib and you know duct tape that nigga and all this stuff and it's just like yo are you dead ass like he did that to pee like yo this is epmd you know what i mean and then that just was the breakup of the hit squad i still remember reading that issue of the source where everybody at the hit squad was like they had to picture them from the back and it was kind of like yo this is this is it for the squad and it was just like damn how like what happened and i don't think to this day through all them what, what's that joint that comes on um tv one jr um tv1 i mean uh unsung unsung like you know like they never really speak on it you know what i mean like so i was gonna ask y'all do y'all like actually believe that that happened with him setting you know what's the name up like i don't know like because i asked my pops about it and my dad is like he was like i don't mm, something about it he was like something fishy I mean, P said that word got the air that it was Eric. I mean, you know what I mean? Like the dudes who did it or whatever, I forgot what the situation is, mm. is that it was it was Eric. And during the whole time, it was like, yo, I'm not going to break up because we on this hit squad tour, whatever, whatever. But I'm just like, yo, how do you, how, how do a nigga rob you? You yeah. know what I mean? Have, and, you, have you taped up on the floor? Nah, dog. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and, and I'm on tour with you like that. Yeah. Like, I may love all right. y'all to death, but if Vern fucking did yeah. me ride, yeah. the apartment 5B to tour over, <laughs> tour over, like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I don't know, and then nobody's ever really spoken on it. Like, there's always so many rumors, especially then with one about Eric, where he had to jump out the window or something, or 
some crazy stuff. So to this mm-hmm. day, and it was around that same time that Eric moved to Atlanta <laughs> and opened up the rim shop in Atlanta and really set up shop in Atlanta. And that's when he started rocking with Illegal and Dallas Austin and Darby mm-hmm. and all them niggas. So it's like that nigga like on some old fled New York type thing. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but that was my heartbreak with hip hop is EPMD breaking up that whole, and not just the breakup, but the whole your man getting your man robbed. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, again, could y'all even imagine word getting the air like, yo, Vern had killed Rob? Like, nah, dog. Like, like, nah. like, that's what it was for us. And again, this isn't Twitter, so we could just go on Eric's social media and see what he's saying to jump on Paris's social media. Like, we just waiting for the next episode of The Source to come out. Or we waiting right. for the episode of MTV Raps to come out to, like, get the next chapter of it. Um, and on the R&B front, it was Kenny Green from the Intro Diner mm. back in 2000. Oh, um, yes. Just the whole, you know, because even though we're in the 2000s, you know, AIDS still, you know, it, that was around the time when so many people were, you know, dying of AIDS, you know. So it was just like, uh, wow. Like, it was a wild moment because that intro album, I mean, Vernon and JR are two of the biggest intro yeah. fans of that album that I know. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to tell them yeah. how incredible that album was. Yeah. Um, so it, it was not just hearing that he died, but just dying of AIDS. It's just like, wow, that's, you know, definitely uh, a heartbreak. Porsche, what yeah. you got up next, miss? Okay, this one is probably the most heartbreaking thing for me um, ever. Well, you know what? And before it... you say that, before you say that, because I want to try to liven up the show a little bit, because I don't want okay. the show to be depressing for people. Okay. Vern, yeah. you know that I cannot, I don't know what people say in lyrics, right? We all know that, right? <laughs> and after my skit last week with 48, I mean, trading places, y'all know I don't know <laughs> what people say in movies also. So I'm up at 2 30 last night watching YouTube. Somehow, miraculously, Beat Street comes on, right? So, Beat Street comes on. We all know the opening scene. Kenny, you ain't going nowhere until you bring your records home. So, mm-hmm. y'all are with me. So, they're walking out the door and Charlie and Lee's mom comes in and Charlie says, we're off the word. And then Ramos says, it's party time. And she says, which one is it? And Kenny says, it's both, right? Mm-hmm. Do y'all mm-hmm. remember this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was 30, it's been all my life. Let me tell you what I thought she said. Oh, God. I thought she said, when Rainbow says it's party time, I thought she said, well, where's Lee? And I thought Kenny said, he's in his boat. And I don't know why I thought there was, I'm like, where's the boat? Where's in the South Bronx? Where the fuck? I know it makes no sense. Only you. Years, Only I you. I really thought it was like, well, where's Lee? Well, he's in his boat. And then they just kept leaving. And then last night it was like a brain explosion emoji of, oh shit, she's saying which one is it? And he's saying it's both. So, really? Wow. You know, really? You know, how many people have DM me and got at me dying laughing about the trading places thing? Y'all know me. I have no problem. Oh, for real? They got so, you. Know. It's for, I enjoy it, bro. I, I enjoy making fun of myself. Man, life ain't that serious. I'm in the hood all right. day. Getting That's real. Here, That's real. I need some. I need some laughs in my yeah. day. Yeah. I'm sorry, Porsche. Give me no, something no, serious. Okay. Again, this is probably the most heartbreaking thing for me about like hip hop. In hip hop is that somewhere along the way people stopped teaching or talking about the elements the foundation of what created hip-hop and that to me like i try not to think about it so much because i mean i've told i've told um stories on episodes before that 
as a kid, I used to watch the um, train come through the the city that I grew up in, and because we were the primary um, exporter of grain. So we had lots of trains coming through the city all the time. And that's where I saw graffiti. That's where I learned what graffiti was. That's where I got to see it and all of that. So, um, you know, along and then and then DJing and like just all the elements at, at a certain point were just always talked about or were always weaved in to conversations in and around hip hop. And then at some point, and I can't even pinpoint when it stopped, but it completely stopped and it, it's heartbreaking because that's what hip hop was built on and and created on and taught and you know practiced and championed and then now i don't I, there's a whole generation that doesn't know about it if they're not specifically going to research it and it's sad for me because that was such a big part of my life it was such a it was just weaved into every single thing i did for my formative years um, with hip hop. And now it's just, ups- like it's just gone. And it's so sad. <laughs> I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> like, Don't I'm cry. Don't no, cry. I'm not gonna Don't cry. cry. I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. Um, I would say to answer your question of how or when, I think it just happened throughout time as things started to get played out. You know what I mean? So after a while in, in New York, and I'm sure America speak to this too, is just about the graffiti laws were changing, you know what I mean? Different things like that. So you, you you basically wipe out graffiti on the trains. Eventually hip hop got too hard to even dance anymore. You know what I mean? We we didn't need the Scoob and Scraps. We didn't need the Chosen Few with G-Raps dancers. Heavy D and the boys eventually dancing got played out. You know what I mean? So now all you can do is a two-step. So now there's no breaking. You know, eventually I always say the invention of the dad got rid of the DJ. Because when you could just get your dad tape and give the dad tape to your sound man, that got rid of the DJ. So at the end of the day, it's kind of just like, there go three of the elements, you know, wiped out. And the only thing left is the music. So I always say that most people fall in love with hip hop at 10 years old. So somebody who's 10 in 1994, shit, 10 in 1990, you don't know nothing about breaking graffiti or really DJing is still kind of there, but it's like slowly but surely getting phased out, um, which I want to shout out Tracy Lee's wife, uh, Lori Nelson Lee's Hip Hop Don't Stop book. Um, and one of the things I love about it is it says, my daddy says hip hop is more than just music. It's a culture. And I think that that's so huge for kids to read a book like that and to have that seed planted uh, to prayerfully have that kid then say, well, what's a culture or what's, you know, talk to me more about the coach i was saying how this book may only be no more than 14 pages but if naomi was still a little kid or when i'm with my nieces and my nephews each page is going to be a day because we're going to dive into everything that they're saying so i think this again is a great place to start that because you're right Porsche. uh to me like i said if you if you're 10 from 94 on you have no idea what break dancing is you have no idea why it's dope it looks corny niggas are spinning on their heads what kind of nut ass shit is that like you know what i mean like i get it but that that was the culture not, you know what i mean yeah no i hear you but what it is like my only thing about that is you're absolutely right and i, I definitely see it it's just where i grew up was again like i said it's fargo north dakota like four hours up north from, shit, from you're back. from fargo the no, movies, I'm not. The, the TV show? Oh, oh. No, I'm no, tripping. like Fargo, North Dakota, and then across into Canada, 
Okay, that's where, okay. so imagine it's the same demographic, it's the same population as Fargo, North Dakota. But I somehow learned, as I was learning hip hop, I was learning the element. So it's kind of annoying, or I guess kind of frustrating to hear that it just got lost along the way because this happened. And I didn't move to BC until well into the 90s. So okay. this was happening like, you know, throughout. So I don't know when, as like old heads or whatever, we stop talking about that. And I guess, I guess it's sort of like a supply and demand. If no one's really demanding it, no one's really supplying it. So it, I guess, right. it, I guess it's one of those things. So, but anyways, yeah. that's the absolute most heartbreaking thing for me in hip in hip hop. So here's the thing. Let me ask a question, everybody. EPMD was going on tour last year. They weren't taking scratch. He felt some kind of way because he felt like he's part of the group. Truth be told, I never looked at Scratch as part of EPMD. I looked at him as he was the DJ, but I don't know. I just never looked at them as EPMD and Scratch. Do you think they should take him out on the road because they're hip hop, they're the DJ? Like, Vern, what do you think? Do you take Scratch? Yeah, I mean, you got to have a live show. It ain't like Eric and Parrish out there, you know, doing Scoop and Scrap. <laughs> dance moves so yeah i think you need to take that dj out with you for for your live performance but that's just me all right jamil what you think um repeat that one more time epmd's was on tour scratch uh -huh. they didn't take scratch scratch felt around right. the way like yo i'm part of the group like you can't right. tour without me type thing and i Again, I'm not. I don't know if there's beef. I don't know if it's a financial thing. I know back in the day, it was like, well, we don't need a DJ because we got through that city. You know what right. I mean? Or right. we don't need you anymore. So it's kind of like the DJ got played out. You know. Right. So do you think you think E and P are wrong? Or like same thing with Salt and Pepper with the whole Spinderella thing. It was mm -hmm. like, no, you ain't part of the group. Like you a consultant. You your work for hire. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I think we. You know. I think when we. Um, when I say we, I'm not just saying like saying us in the room in this room, but you know, as um, as a genre, when we stop really um, putting DJs on that pedestal like we used to, I think that's um, I think that's when things kind of took a turn for the worse. You know, at one point, the DJ was the center of attention. Right. You know what I mean? Um. And you know they they uh, the rapper was you know at the at the time and in, in the inception of it was uh, what in the uh, uh, Caribbean they were considered to be the toasters right right yeah but the DJ was the the, the DJ nuclear. was the main draw like mm -hmm. they yeah. came to you see know what I mean? they came yeah. to see to hear Hurt spin like yeah. yeah the DJ was the the forefront yeah I think I think when we lost that. You know, um, and you know, everybody, I, I like I said, I don't want to put this on everybody because every you know, there's um examples of people paying homage and, and being respectful to to the art and you know, uh, of DJing and all of that, you know what I mean? But I think you know, as a whole, um, you know, that 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 respect is not there. You know what I'm saying? So you you have you you have a um, a situation like that where scratches just you know yeah you know we don't need you anymore. What is that? You know what I'm saying? Nah, what nah, is that? I, That's I, crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. nine times out of ten, back in the day, I mean I'm 42. You know what I'm saying? But what I can remember is usually the DJ was the producer. 
Yeah. He was making the beats. Yeah, and I mean, even when we lost the he DJ was in the group, we still had the need of the DJ for mixtapes. Right. People forget that Bad Boy had their whole series with Clue. You know what I mean? Right. SNS and you know, so even the Rockefellers and the Bad Boys still needed the DJ, even though it wasn't the DJ as we know it. It's kind of that progression. Like we had Breakdance, and then we had Heavy D and the Boys and Scoop and Scrap, and then we just came to the two step. Like we had the Jazzy Jeffs. It came mm-hmm. to just mixtapes, and then it kind of just disappeared. Amir, what do you think, good brother? About that question, or just my, one of my no, no, no. Just the question is about as, as far as like if you're, is it fucked up that EPMD doesn't look at scratches? Like, yo, you're an important part of our show. Like, if EPMD is going out on tour, you know, do you think it's messed up that they're not taking scratch with them? And again, I know you're in the business, so I don't want. If you got to, you know, pass on it, I don't want no hard feelings next time you run into <laughs> somebody. Like, he like, he like, now I'm dead ass. I'm like, I, I, nah, I, nah, I, I, understand. I, I, I understand the game. That there is a, a, a moral and ethical uh, dilemma with that, you know, um, the way I would measure it. But, you know, if that man is not able to... Um, it's the hip hop, it's the music business, it's not the music friendship. Right. And I think sometimes people people get that confused. So if Scratch wasn't able to negotiate the terms on which he could go on the road or whatever, whether, whether it was per diem or I'm gonna uh, take a cut because of course you wanna get paid, right? So if they're getting paid X, Y, and Z per show and Scratch, you know, I remember, I won't say who, like years ago, I'm gonna say over 10, right? When somebody asked me to go on a roll with them, they didn't have per diem for me, right? I said, I'd rather stay in the hood and just sell some weed or some shit than to go out in the summer to fuck around, you know, and mm-hmm. be on the roll yeah. and niggas are not getting no bread. So I said, you know, it looked cool, but I wasn't about to take that chance. So I understand if Scratch had his paper up or this, he was able to pivot that into, in, into other um, business for himself, then yeah, but if it wasn't lucrative, you know, I, I would, you know, I would suggest that he learns how to, um, and not just them, anybody learn how to posture their business and not their right. friendship, because clearly, you know, there wasn't those lines are blurred. And if the parameters of your friendship are not defined, disrespect, somebody feeling disrespected is inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, good point. Good point. Good point. All right. No doubt. Jamil, what's your next time that hip hop broke your heart? Good brother. Oh man, this might be a little petty, but I'm gonna just put this out here. Um, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. I'm not mad at that I got that on. I ain't list. mad at that at all. And I'm and I'm gonna tell you why. Not because it because and not because it, it it's not a great album because it is. But prior to that, you know what I mean. We we were we were reading articles. We were reading the source, and she's in a. She's in the studio with Primo and she's in the studio with this one and that one. You know, you see her pictures with, with Q-Tip, right? So I popped the tape in. The first song, okay, she's singing. All right, cool. You know what I mean? Second song, she's singing. All right, cool. Third song, she's singing. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Excuse my nah, language. Nah. But it was like, we wanted a hip-hop album from lauren hill right yeah so it took me it was a bittersweet kind of thing because i was upset at the fact that 
it wasn't her spitting on the whole album, but it turned out to to be one of my favorite albums of all time. But that's one of my joints where kind of kind of broke my heart at first. Nah, I feel you, bro. I I had Lauren in uh, three thousand down. Yeah, as you know. I want a hip hop album from both of them. And same like you. Yeah. Love Miseducation. Love the Love Below. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I wanted those hip hop albums from both of them. Right. When, um, they both were like in their bag. Like I know 3000 now because what? That Love Below had to be like what? 2000? 
the kids need to know who y'all are and understand y'all great this great body of work you know but it's not accessible so that that's what one i would say i don't know if it broke my heart but you get one my point right yeah one of my favorite songs from is from them is uh jenny yeah yeah yeah, that oh, was my yeah. joint. Yeah, Benny, yeah, that was my joint. First song I ever heard by Daylight. Yeah. Let me, ask, Ron, let me ask this. Do you think if it was on streaming that <clears throat> this younger generation would know? Well, no. more, more, <laughs> more of them would. I mean, it's, okay. shoot, I'm pissed because I can't get their stuff. You know, <laughs> I want their right. <laughs> You know. So, but so this stuff didn't. I thought they won the battle. And, and, they won Teen Titans and all that. They, yeah, they did. Yeah, but yeah, streaming. but it's still ain't streaming. They were supposed to what November of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like a what that that's been like a twenty plus year uh, battle, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I definitely do wish more people would kind of know daylight but i mean i think it's kind of like too man like i always challenge this old head man we we gotta find some kids and we gotta school them man we got I, can, I can't school them if i can't play this stuff myself because i i'm gonna send you the mp3 mp3 file so you can just yeah. save it to your phone bro it, it, all right do so, that so you know you you can definitely you know hook your car your, your phone up to the whip and everything like sure. that man. do that please yeah no doubt no doubt but you got an r&b joint um I don't have a lot of them, but I would say I'm from Gary. M Michael Jackson to me wasn't just thriller and bad and stuff. Michael Jackson to me was I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus to give love on Christmas Day. Um uh, going back to Indiana, looking through the window. And when he died, I think he died the day after my birthday. That was impactful, you know, because He's our icon from Gary. We grew up with this dude. Right. And, he's, and he was gone, man. So that would be mine for R&B. All right. No doubt, no doubt. Amir, what you got up next, good brother? Um, Yo, it's bugged out, man. When I saw Sticky Fingers get beat up by the white boy on MPB, <laughs> man. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> How did I miss? How did I miss? Or MTV, this? right? Or MTV? I remember that. <laughs> he got beat up. Yeah. I, th I thought one of y'all was gonna say it. I. Who? What? What happened? Y'all gotta give me the background of this. Like, wow. And, and we talking, and and we talking about the whitest dude you could find too. Oh, oh my god, man. Yeah, he got. He got. They whipped. It, yo, was, he, he ran. Like he was in the ring running. But it was crazy. I apologize. <laughs> this was a boxing match. Word on MTV, bro. Well, I'm about yeah. to pull this shit up right now. Over <laughs> yeah. here. Let me pull up a tab over here. Cause I had yeah, yo, I don't understand oh, how niggas will tell me about everything else and I've never heard about sticky fingers. That was funny because all the rappers was like, Yeah, we got yeah, we got sticky, we got sticky. X was on there like, so yeah, I got, I, got, I got sticky, dog, I got sticky. I'm like, nah, this nigga got. Um, Yo, this is. Oh, yeah. yeah. After this is over, I'm definitely watching this. I, I, I don't understand how nobody has ever told me about Sticky taking an L on MCV. Oh, yeah. That was big. Oh, man. Oh, that's that crazy. Big. That's crazy. And what year? Hold on. What year is this from? I want to say like uh, 99. 99. Yeah, 1998. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Damn, yeah. man, I didn't even know about that, man. Yeah, he was. Son was doing the rope a dope. 
Oh man, that's the man. Because you had the fucked up part was you had Jamie Foxx and Don King saying, "Yo, Sticky, you got to get up out of there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to watch this tonight. This is pure. Yo, oh yeah, you gonna get a get you gonna get a good laugh. Okay, you gonna bug out, yo. Because how can you come back from that, son? Like you can't be on no rah rah after. Out. Hey, there, yeah, there was there was no out there was no more albums after that. I don't think. No, nah, he did drop his album after that, didn't he? I don't know. Porsche, when did that that Kirk that that album that y'all love? When did that drop? Was that like autobiography of Kirk yeah, Jones? Yeah. Oh shit! I would have to 99? look it up. I, 99, yeah, ninety-nine. All right, so I guess he did come back from it then. I mean, but I guess at the end of the day, maybe a lot of, how many yeah, people talk about that album? Yeah, but I, I nobody's talking about him getting knocked out by a white boy either. So yeah, I, I don't know. That was some minute black man <laughs> he did to make people forget about it. Uh, Jr., what about you? What, what's your hip hop and R and B joint? Um. Uh. Well, I, I'm, when Big passed, mm. that I'll never forget where I was when I heard it. Um. You know, that's Brooklyn. There, that's that's home. So when he passed, it was just like. You kind of like stopped in your tracks for real. And, you know, everybody in my house kind of like, because I was with my grandparents, actually. Cause my mom and my uncle and all them, they they was up in New England and they went on a family trip and uh, we heard it and it was just like, what, the, is this true? You know what I mean? And then right. it was, it was kind of heartbreaking because it was like, we got one album. You know what I'm saying? Like we got one album from this dude. He about to come out with Life After Death, but it's like we got one album from this dude. So this is all we gonna get. We can get a little bit of conspiracy, the the you know, the couple of features that he's on and all this kind of stuff, but what else are we gonna get? You know what I mean? So that right. that kind of hurt. And what's your R and B joint? Um <laughs> this one is gonna be uh, in 1996, this hurt me when uh, the breakup of Mary and Puff because okay. I was worried. Because as a Mary fan, I was like, what is she going to do? This has been her. You know what I mean? Like, as a fan, it's like those two was together. So when you heard that they weren't working with each other no more, it was like, well, where's she going to go? Chucky, Blester, like, she's part of that. So, Who's she going to work with? You know what I mean? The only one you knew that she worked with was Babyface. And it was like, okay, but where is she going to go? I was just like, oh, oh, like what what are we going to do? And, you know, we are now in 2022 and she just released the new album. So we good. Right. I guess. I guess we're good. It's okay. it's fire by watch the way. Watch it, watch it. I caught that. Not, watch it. I, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I'm not. A fan. It's fi it's fire. I, I like it. I, I, like I can't it. rock with it, bro. Yeah, he I, yeah. I, I he like, does not like it. I'm not. Like Mary, I, I don't. I feel like Mary doesn't know which half them songs. That song with Callie sound like a Beyonce throwaway. Like that sound like a Rihanna like joint. Because you see, she just came out was like she wanted to feature the joint with Rihanna. I was like, huh, duh. I'm like, yeah. that's no, not the last. Time, the last Mary album I love. 
I love the last joint with Jasmine Sullivan on with the pen. Oh, right, in but, the, on the pen. Yeah, like yeah. I love. I think Strength of a Woman. I love that. But I mean, it's all good. Shorty been in the game thirty years, dog. Like, right, you know, right. she's a legend. She's an icon. All that stuff. But uh, it's not my next Man. What happened? Yeah. What yeah, happened? Jasmine Sullivan. She oh. a beast. She is pen in the game, if you ask me. Okay. You ain't lying. I just heard the deluxe version of the hotels joint. Listen. Oh my goodness. Bruh. Yeah. Well, Philly, you know, can we? Like, Philly is just on a, a whole nother. Well, here's the thing. We can always talk about yeah. Philly all day, brother. Do tell. What, what would you like to talk about? We can talk about Philly all day long, man. Philly, I mean, Teddy Pendergrass, Jasmine. I mean, the, the list goes on, man. Like, Philly is just full of talent. And it always yeah. has. Uh, always yeah. has been. One of, my favorite MC, one of my favorite MCs is from, from Philly. So. Who's that, man? Tariq Trotter. I understand. Black Thought, my yeah, number two. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I ain't mad at yeah, that. I ain't mad at yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, we got to bring you in for next time we do another Philly episode. Uh, yeah, no um, doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, my number three joint is Nipsey Dying. That, that death really fucked yeah, me up. Man. Because Nipsey... I became a fan of Nipsey the man before I became a fan of the music. I heard about the things he was doing in the hood with the STEM mm -hmm. centers for the kids and everything that he was doing um, in LA. And everybody, of course, knows I, I've been working in teen centers and working with teens in the hood of DC for the past 22 years. So it's just like, you know, I remember that day I was leaving the house and I was watching um, YouTube. It was him and Lauren London doing one of them GQ things where they're like, you know, how much do you know about me type thing? And I've never done that whole I fuck with celebrity couples. But, yo, I, I fuck with Nipsey and Lauren. Like, I was like, yo, they seem like a cool ass couple. They seem like they be chill as hell to just hang out with. So I'm watching and I pause it because my man was having the anniversary dinner at his crib. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to come back later and finish this. And I'm at the dinner and my phone is blowing up and I'm just like, yo, like that's that's crazy. And it also made me move differently out here in these hoods in D.C. because I'm like, damn, Nip got murdered in his hood, like outside his store. Like I've always kept an account. I don't care how much love niggas show me out here in the streets in D.C. I'm from Philly. Like I'm not from here. I'm still an outsider. And it just made me move differently. It made me watch what comes out my mouth to my teens. It made me watch how I talk to certain people because I got to understand that at any moment, somebody could just be like, yo, fuck kill. You know what I mean? One of my young boys was disrespecting one of my girls. I pulled him up, roughed him up a little bit or whatever. And um, like God put on my heart the next day, like, yo, go apologize to Shorty. And, and the thing is, is, I know his older brother and his older brother packed guns all the time. So he could have easily went home, got a gun, came back like, fuck that nigga kill. I'm going to show him. He putting his hands on me and in front of other people and I had to pull him aside like, yo, bro, I apologize. I ain't mean to, yeah, you know I mean, do whatever. You know, I just can't have you disrespecting, you know, the shorties like that. We kind of talked it out. But if Nipsey didn't die, I probably don't. I'm I'm still being the same kill wherever I go. So it, it made me move, move differently. So that definitely Nipsey. And another thing about Nipsey I love is his interviews just motivated you. You know what I mean? Like anytime, like, like I'd be like, yo, I don't even need Nipsey to talk about the music, bro. Just talk. Like on some old, just like listening to him talk just always gives me the hope to keep, you know, pushing further. Um, on the R&B side, that time, JoJo and Casey was performing and JoJo just <laughs> fell out on stage. That one. It was just like, yo, this is where, like, damn. Like, I love JoJo. As many times as me and that man right under me have battled for years about Jodeci versus Boys the Men, 
I love Josie. So to see JoJo just like fall out on stage and Casey damn near ain't paying him no attention. It was just like, damn, like, hey man, this this where I, we at? I was pleasantly surprised last Sunday. Jodeci rocked. I ain't gonna lie. They okay. they, they they surprised me. <laughs> yeah, we going to we going to show here in DC at the end of March. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. But that was definitely a heartbreaker moment because I fucked with Jodeci hard body and to see him like go out like that, it was like, damn. Porsche, what you got up next? Um, when I when I realized, or I guess I don't know. This is so heartbreaking for me. Um, Pete and CL are no longer going to be making albums together. Um, that they are probably like the best chemistried cup, uh, couple fuck, <laughs> duo <laughs> in hip hop for me. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, now you're going to spread rumors about Pete and CL. <laughs> no, a duo. God, it's, it's just me. Um, but anyways, that to me was super heartbreaking because when you take when you consider not only like the the um albums that they had together the two being like uh, to me they're back to back five mics um yes. classic yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just easy to assume that had they continued at least for even like three more years or two more years or two more albums or whatever that it would have Kind of continued on that same trajectory and i just again like their chemistry is almost unmatched um the the tracks that they have are not only are they classic but they're like just beyond anything like they're they're so timeless they're so impactful they're so revered um they're referenced all the time like straighten it out the creator a uh, troy like all of these things and and cl's part of that too you know um and yes, Pete Rock has continued on to do very great things, um, of course, and, and CL's kind of linking up with people now and, and you know, posting about it and stuff like that, which is dope, but no one will ever kind of be Pete and CL, you know? Um, and that was very, very heartbreaking for me, um, just as a fan of both, so. It's funny because I always felt shortchanged because I felt like Pete and Preen kind of, like, were, like, sim very similar. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Pete had CL, Cream had Google, you know, they had their groups together. You know, Cream had Group Home and J-Rue. Uh, Pete had D-Dye and I and I. Like, you know, like, and it just felt like the Pete side of things, we got, you know, short-slided by the whole deal with Electra, then the I and I and the D-Dye getting shelved, and we're not getting that. And, you know, I'm looking here, looking at like, damn, yeah, we did get five Gangstar albums, only the two Pete and CL albums, you know what I mean? And just how much dope of a legacy would they have had if we had five Pete, Rock, and CL smooth albums? I mean, they're the one group who to this day, I'm always a component of like, yo, I, I like people working together in the studio. I just feel like Pete beats are just so crazy that he could just send CL 50 like, nigga, just pick whatever you want. I know. And, you know, just record whatever the fuck you want to record and it would just sound magical. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I know you can't really speak too much on that situation. <laughs> I see you smiling. But at the end of the day, I, I feel you. It is definitely heartbreaking that we, we it never is, got and, it. and again, Pete is, and, you and know, CL's dope and he's right. fine. And Pete's dope and he's fine. And he's linked up with, obviously, Amir, which is, again, Amir is one of my favorite MCs out right now. So 
it's just one of those things where no one's doing bad. It's just we know how good those two are together, too, you know? Right. right. And I think yeah, the bad part I, for I, me, at least, was the constant, it may happen. Like, there was a time when they was going on tour together, and it was like, yes, you know, they're speaking. Like, because I think there was a time when people see, I was like, yo, just F word, make my beats or something like that. Or, you know, like, it was all of that. So it's like, damn, you know what I mean? And then it'd be like, oh, but they're on tour together. Yes. And then it'd be like, no, but they're not doing it. It's like, oh, like, I always tell people, I can't, I don't do good with emotional roller coasters. Like, right. if y'all yeah, not rocking but... with each other, let me know y'all not rocking with each other. Mm-hmm. So I can move on. But it's the constant, yeah. oh, no, we, it's like a kid wanting their parents to get back together. It's like, you wake up one morning and dad's home. You're like, oh, shit, dad's back. I'm like, no, you just smashed. <laughs> All right, you leave again. All right, cool. I'll see you in two years. Like, that whole emotional roller coaster of it. But, it's not that I can't. It's not that I can't speak on. It's not that I can't, man. I just, I know, I know both. And CL was the one. The funny thing, CL introduced me to Pete years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the crazy part. Um, I think as men, you have, you have. There were a lot of things that happened off of um happened within the four square miles of mount vernon that the media doesn't know about right um and i think that could have possibly compromised the the fiber of a of a a working relationship outside of you know which i mean what they had versus what they could get together and do because his voice over that production you know is unmatched right let's let's be clear um so but i don't really think i don't think it's an issue of um them not being able to work together i think it's just you know as time passes and you know you got two grown men now that are at a certain stage in their life and you know um how can i put it things change not even not even i don't think it's a thing about plans changing i just think it's just I'm trying to put it in a way. You just have things that happen, man. Some things that just you just, you can't, just can't get past. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't rinse or wash over. You understand? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. And you know, um, because you know, um, things that were said publicly, and also things that were said privately. You know. Right. But the people who know what was said publicly, you know what was said, and right, and things that were said privately. If you don't know, then you just don't know. But it's not one of those things that you can just glaze over and be like, "Yo, let's get in the studio," right? Right. So, nah, and it's I like, mean, it's Rhett, like Rhett made a good point. He was on here once, and I was saying with hip hop breakups, you know, I don't get it. Like, you can have these law firms that, you know, Jacoby and Myers and the two families probably hate each other. Like, yo, why can't we? But Grant made a good point. He was like, yo, kill to keep it a buck. Black folk, we're relational. You know what I mean? It's hard for us to do business with one another if we don't fuck with one another. Like, Maybe white folk can do that with no problem. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Rat, great point. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. You're 100% right. Like, if me and Vern are making billions together, but I screw him over, it's like, well, yeah, like, I can't work with Kill no more. I can't trust him, you know? So I'll just yeah. make billions instead of billions. So that just put a whole lot of things in perspective for me that you're 100% right. That it's hard for us to gloss over you saying something to me or doing something to me you know it's easy for us as fans to be like come on get back in the right. studio you know like get past what he said but it's like nah nigga you ain't get past what your pop said to you last right. year but you telling right. me you telling me to get over something else but nigga you got your shit with your family you know with yeah. your it's, friends 
That's a that's a fact. It's almost equivalent to Dr. Dre when he had Snoop, right? Nobody ever thought Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre never found another Snoop, but he found the game and he found the Kendrick and he found the Eminem. So right. that's how I kind of look at the whole Pete and CL thing. Now you'll right. never find another CL smooth. That 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 timestamp in hip hop will never be replicated, right? But it doesn't mean that you won't have other people to get with, you know, a Pete and make incredible music for that time, right? So I think. Um, I mean, twenty one grams exists, so yeah, we we know that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely appreciate it, but you know, but dope boy soul. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, it's coming. We know it's coming, good brother. Yeah. Jamil, I, just, I need a date oh, for, for I need a date for the drop of Dope Boy Soul. <laughs> well, we uh, got to take it easy. We got the drop for Peace instrumentals, so we got that coming. You know what I mean? Thirty first, yeah. yeah, the third March thirty first, so we got that coming. And prayerfully, Dope Boy Soul will be. You know, <laughs> I have people tweet me every day about that. I was Peace I remember the other day, and I was like, bro, one of my niggas just hit me like, yo, when is the bad album with B coming out? I'm like, bro, you know, just. Keep up <laughs> I'm like, yo, just keep up with 21 grams, my nigga. Like, yo, so you know. Now but- we got another, we got another tape we're working on. Um, in between, I think we're gonna be may possibly drop another, um, like a five or seven song EP, like right before we go into the album. You know, to kind of, you know, keep people at hell. You know, at, at interested in the project, you just can't drop right now because 21 grams won't. The lifespan of it won't ride into dope boy So we're gonna have to have. A new better music. Anyway, the way today's market is set up, that's a fact. No doubt, no doubt. Jamil, what's your, what's your next hip hop heartbreak, good brother? Man, you know, I don't, I don't want to say you stole my joint, but we would we were on the same wavelength. Um, I gotta say it too. Um, I'm gonna say Nipsey again. Um, yeah. and the, and the crazy thing about it, how I found out, I was at my first Wu Tang uh, concert crazy right mm. Staten Island never seen them perform <laughs> wow first Wu-Tang uh, concert and I found out you know they announced it on stage that he wow. had got that he had gotten shot and then maybe like 20 minutes later they said he had passed away Wow. but the crazy thing about it it was so bittersweet because you know here it is, is my heroes is on the, on the stage and phenomenal show and then I find out about this young brother passing away, you know, who I admire, you know, not only for the music, but just his business sense, the way he spoke, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I was really digging, I was really digging this um, on, on, on a level. But, um, you know, what, what, what really kind of broke my heart was like Ghost, Ghost was up there and he was just like, he, he, you know, he, they stopped the music and he just was like, yo, he was like on some grandpa type shit. Like, yo, what's wrong with y'all? Mm. Why y- y'all gotta stop this, man? Like, this man died in his own hood. Like, we gotta stop this. Like, to the point where he was almost, almost seemed like he was in tears. You know what I mean? Talking to the, to the crowd. Like, yo, we gotta do better. You know what I'm saying? That was... That was heartbreaking, man. To to just be there and and you know and and just hear that about uh, about that man getting his life taken, man. It's crazy. Yeah, no, nah, I feel you, bro. I feel that 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 definitely. I've been here. I always tell folks, I've been here for all the hip hop deaths, man. And and that one definitely hit home for me the most out of everybody. 
Um, Vern, what about you, bro? What you got? All right. Um, I'm going to do a combo platter. Um, me, I mean, on my wall, let me move out the way. Tribe is another one of my all-time favorite groups. I never got to see them live. Um, um, but a combination of that, Jack the Rapper, the first Jack the Rapper I went to, I saw Fife, and it was like, Please, Vern, for for the younger for the younger generation, what is Jack the Rapper? Jack the Rapper was a convention where like um, all all the labels sent all their artists. They broke you know new um, new artists and then put out you know the new the next uh, albums they were gonna drop. It, it was a convention held in Atlanta every year, and um, we were down at the warehouse. And I was like, yo, that's Fife, and that was crazy to me. I'm like, these this is one of my heroes, and I see him. And uh, so, shoot, fast forward, this was maybe seven, eight years ago at One Music Fest, Fife was one of the hosts and I got to talk with him for about five minutes and just tell him how much I appreciated him and what he did with Tribe and all that stuff. So, the morning, I'm in the bed and I'm headed to a, a funeral and I get the news that Fife died. And, and man, I, I'm laying in the bed crying, man. I mean, my wife was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, man, Fife is, is gone. And and it, and it hit me. I think that one hit me more than Mike because that was like one of my contemporaries. And so that was that's a uh, heartbreak for me. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I, I hate any time my phone is blowing up. Yeah, I'm, I'm always worried. You know what I mean? Like if there's too many texts, tweets, phone calls coming. Um, the only time it hasn't been a death is when we traded Ben Simmons. Like that, I think that right there was the eclipse of my T-Mobile bill. Like I probably get an extra hundred put onto my bill just for how much stuff is coming through. But anytime my phone is going off, like I don't even want to even bother with it. You know what I mean? You're right, because my brother is the one who hit me on text. Like you heard what happened to fight? Like no, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you know, so I, I definitely feel you on that. Amir, what's another hip-hop heartbreak for you, good brother? Damn, yo. When I saw, you know, baby kissing Wayne on the mouth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy tonight. I'm that guy tonight. I'm that guy tonight. You hear me? Yo. <laughs> Hip hop is done. Uh, <laughs> nah, but I feel you. I feel you because that, <laughs> I feel you. No, I mean because that—that's what we talked about earlier. Those, these were the things that let me know that the streets is done. Like, you know what I mean? Like that nobody cares. Like, I don't care if Rock Kim wrote. I know you got soul. My melody. If there was a picture of Rock Kim in 1988, fucking kissing Eric B, it's a rap. I don't it's care what you wrote. I don't care who you are. Done. You're done. done. You know what I mean? No, and when I saw like, people capping for him, like, yo, but that's his dad. I'm like, well, number nah, one, nigga. it's not, it's not it's his dad. And I ain't kissing my dad in the damn mouth. Are you kidding me? I can even remember. So, no, you no. know, the, the, the defense of it was just like, yo, Streets is dead. Streets is dead, man. Like, they just are. Because nobody cares anymore. Because I want to say it was Gilly who leaked that. Because I know him and Wayne was going back and forth. And I know in Gilly's mind, he's like, this is the big joke. This is going to take this nigga out. His career is done. <laughs> and I know Gilly. 50 felt the same way with the Ross thing. Like, yo, boom, 
big joke. It got the picture of you. You were CL. Rick Ross like, nah, I ain't no CO. Then he's like, oh shit, y'all caught me. I, I wasn't CO. You know what I mean? And nobody cared. It was just like, okay, cool, no problem. Where I'm like, dog, can I do PR for y'all rappers? Because I easily would have been like, Ross, just flip it. Like, yeah, I was a CO. I was a nigga bringing the coke in. and woo, woo. You could have flipped that. You know what I mean? You could, seriously. Like, nigga, we could have we ran with that. Like, I am a, be, I'm a people hire me. He said, wow. he said we could have ran with that. Make, I, will make your I was bringing the balloons in and all of that. Exactly. We can fix it. I find it challenging. Like, I love a good challenge. I love when I walk into a school and the principal be like, man, fuck Mr. Kilpatrick. Principals have said that shit to me, and I'm like, no problem. I'm gonna I'm get through to you, Shorty. Like, I don't know what your beef is with me, but that's like a challenge to me. So, yeah, like, yo, we can work through this, Ross. You the CO? All right, let's flip it like this. This nigga was like, yeah. nah, I ain't no CO. A month later, he's like, all right, fuck it. I was CO. I lied. <laughs> and nobody cared. Like, it's just like, yo, how do you do that? And that just let me know. So, I'm with you 100% on that. Nah, because the, that the, was. It was bugged out. It was bugged out for to me. I felt like. I don't, it ain't my business with somebody's sexual preferences, but this wasn't even about a sexual preference. This right. Like, and everybody, thank you for yeah, saying that, Amir. This, 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 this is nobody. This has nothing yeah, to do with nobody. Is, I don't, yeah, this is, this I don't is want not that about, Dave Chappelle smoke. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. Now, this is not about, you know, sexual, you know, beliefs or stance. To me, it was about somebody you allegedly looked at as a father. That is not biologically your pop kissing you in the mouth. Like, I mean, he could have kissed you on the cheek, the forehead, on some mobster shit. But I think when it and I, and and, re, and remember for a very long time, bro, that was a hot topic for a while. But it was definitely heartbreaking because you looked at Cash Money as like they was hard or something. Like you know, they had some of the hardest <laughs> records for a second. They was on some gangster shit, and yeah. you know, I just, <laughs> when I saw that, it was kind of like. I was my forehead rings. I was confused, like, and I didn't know what to think. I was, I was really just sitting there, like, yo, that's bugged out. That's like you said. I'm like, yo, that's some bugged out shit right there, right. bro. Like, like that's his pops. And when you talking, <laughs> like, you talk crazy on your records. You be talking about like that's crazy. It was just crazy to me. That's like imagine Jay Z kissing and bleak on him. That's crazy. To me. I, I agree. That's real. Hey, hey man. I'm that's my, I'm son. That's my son. Yeah, he I'm laughing. Kissed, and I mean, if you know, kiss the ring or kiss the hand or some yeah. mom shit or whatever, like. Wow. Yeah, it was bug. That's why it was. It was heartbreaking, man. For real, bro. It was crazy. The Boondocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. Or even, or even when um when Flex put out uh the Drake joint the, the reference verse like Flex oh, really yeah. thought that was again. This is the death flow. I'm gonna show you all these. This nigga don't even write his rhymes. And again, nobody yeah, helped them. Nobody. Yeah, like it's just the fact that nobody cares anymore. But I think it ties back to Porsche's piece about the culture. You're not learning about the culture because if all you know is the music, then you really don't tie into the whole piece of hip hop being a culture, not just being a genre. So this is why I get into so many debates with the young boys about, well, what do it matter if you write your own rhymes or not? Because boys, the men don't write day songs. And the second somebody goes to the R&B side, that just lets me know that we ain't cut from the same cloth. You know what I mean? Because they're two totally different exactly. things. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? So so I think that that's the piece that if with the whole piece of the culture, it was supposed to be about what did Chris say? Uh, rap is something you do. Hip hop is something you live. 
you know and the right. problem is is that there's more people now living rap than they're living hip-hop you know what i mean so that's why when the float in our days because we knew hip-hop we was raised on hip-hop that's why this new generation i think really don't care about the rules it's almost be like imagine if there was no more double dribble rules or you could walk in the nba you know us old heads be like that nigga just took eight damn steps it's not a rule no more so we get it that nigga don't got Yo, hey that's that james hard step back seven step back uh three yeah seven. we getting there right you know i mean the euro step i remember when that first came they'd be like wait a second is that a you know what i mean or when iverson first came in the league and they was trying to call him for palming the ball with with the crossover so you know, it, it is what it is. So I, I feel you on that a minute. <laughs> JR, what's the next one? Well, I was going to say the one with Vern as far as hip-hop went fight fast. That that was like my childhood was like, because, I mean, Tribe is all my dad played. So I just remember him going on Atlantic Avenue to get, you know, low-end theory. I remember him going on Atlantic Avenue to get, Midnight Marauders. Like I remember when he actually went and got uh Beats Rhyme to Life when he got that. So it was like that was just it, it hit. It hit a little harder than normal. You know what I mean? Like I actually put that up there with Biggs, to be honest, for me, because of what fight meant to my childhood, to be honest. So um that one and when it comes to RB, to be honest when R&B stopped being really mainstream. That's- Now, what's your definition of mainstream? What do you mean? When we started getting, when it was, you know, R&B wasn't really the focus anymore. Like, it it was all hip hop now. Mm, And it was like, now you got, y'all remember a time when rappers wanted a singer on the hook. Now, you got a rapper that is singing on the hook using auto-tune. Like to me that that it ain't it anymore. It's like y'all really trying to downsize RP like it doesn't even exist. And then to think about it, you think about what they did to jazz. You know what I'm saying? Like now they thinking like uh Kenny G is the person you think about when it comes to jazz, and it's like, no, you gotta be kidding me, right? You know what I mean? So if it when that happens, I was like to me as an R&B lover, I was like, oh, this will never happen. I'm good. Even when R&B and hip hop kind of, you know, when it came to Mary and all that, putting it together, I was like, oh yeah, we good. But when it came to like 2005 and it was like, what the hell is this? But you Not know, man, th- it's funny. I think Fame said like rappers want to be actors and ball players. Like everybody want to be what the other person is. So all the right. ball want to be rappers and rappers want to be actors and singers want to be rappers but rappers want to sing now and like nobody's just playing their lane no more you know what I that's mean? exactly and what just it is you know and it bothered me it's it's like yo we want a singer on the hook that's what made the hook when you got somebody like a brian mcknight on i'll take her it was oh, dope out scratch. Yeah, hell yeah you know what i'm saying like it was dope you can't even do that now now it's like Eli Scratch is gonna do the hook too. Like, no, like, it's whack to me. And then it, it just seems that's the case. They just trying to push RB down and down and down. And then when somebody different comes out, again, I'm pushing it that way to like the Adele's and the Sam Smith's and all this. They're the RB saviors. It's like, 
No. But you know what, bro? I, I always come back and I, I challenge us to try, us OGs, us old heads, to try to do better to find a way to reach the younger kids. And I'm not saying that we're not doing it. You know, right. you and least do are great. This podcast right. is great. But I mean, right. even finding some of these people to pour into, because here's the thing that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Our generation, if hip hop didn't sample jazz, 90% of people that are my age wouldn't know shit about jazz. That's if true. If we keeping it a buck. If we keeping it a buck. When nobody That's know true. who fucking, um, uh, God, y'all know my brain. Um, Ron Carter. When nobody mm. know who Ron Carter right. was. Right. If Q-Tip didn't say Ron Carter on the base, if that you take that one line out, you you erase that line, and nobody's reading the line of notes. Nobody knows who Ron Carter is. Right. So That's our right. generation got into jazz, especially as a producer, because it was uh -huh. like, oh, this is what we sampling, or because it was diggable. So again, we've got to find a way to to help this new generation you know, come in. Because there was a time when niggas my age would be like, yo, I'm going to a jazz show. And I'd be like, yo, that's dope, but let's keep it a buck. You only going because you fuck with Tribe. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't nobody going to know jazz shows before Tribe. And mm -hmm. the average person who's my age now ain't going to no jazz show. You know what I mean? Because it, now jazz hip hop is played out. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So we've got to find a way to be able to, like what you were saying, like how, how they did jazz. We have to find a way to pass that on to the next generation we have to find a way and i don't know if this generation is doing it because you can have say kendrick is sampling janet's anytime any place for his joint off a of good kid mad city but right. i don't know if this new generation is like oh, okay what's that oh that's janet okay let me go listen to janet you see what i'm saying right but that was the difference of what we did and what they're doing now like back then we didn't we didn't disrespect what was now then you know what i mean like well, i don't I feel like we i can't did. speak for nobody i'll speak for myself my mother's a okay. jazz musician i ain't want to hear shit she had to play until right. tribe came out okay. so mm. i'm not saying i represent everybody you know but i'm saying in my house all i wanted to hear was hip-hop i grew up around jazz rehearsals 24 7 ain't care about right. nothing until i heard low end theory and i'm like mom who is ron carter and she's like you mean a picture of me and this guy who's been on the piano for 20 fucking years like but i didn't even know my mother knew him so what made jazz <laughs> dope to me was the fact that tribe made it cool that it was cool mm -hmm. right but they're not doing that now see right, right, right. but that's what i'm saying that. he's saying create a space way. for, yeah, for we, us we, yeah. we've got to find a way to make it cool we right, right. I got you. To get and we gotta let them. And we gotta. And we gotta let them do them too, man. That's another. That's thing. another so thing. A lot of, yeah. A lot of. A lot of. You know what I. What I. Um. You know what I like about. Um. Amir. You know, one time I was in his live and he was talking to a young man. Might had to be like in his twenties or something. You know what I'm saying? Amir, right like, here. Gotta, Amir? Are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, Amir. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Amir. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's what we need to do. Even though we, even though you know, we we may not dig a hundred percent what they're doing, or you might, you might dig what they're doing. But you know, just being supportive. Like a lot of times, it's like, ah, uh, you know, we we could be them grump, grumpy old men or old women. You know what I'm saying? Ah, oh, that shit trash, and you know what I mean? Just yeah. let them, let them live, man. Let them experiment. It's kind of like a baby, you know. Just let them. Do what they do, you know. Sit in in the high chair and fiddle around with the, you know, with the food see, I, and, I, like I, that, I and make, make their mess. Let them make their mess, you know. It's like we made our mess. 
And see, you I know, agree to an extent, but I think yeah. the thing for when we was coming up, what mm -hmm. we was doing was from the heart. That's a lot of what this, yeah. a, a lot of what this new generation is doing is for coming money. from a place of we want to make money. So yeah. you doing auto tune? I do auto tune. You sound mm -hmm. like her? I sound like her. You sound like Summer Walker? I'm gonna sound like Summer Walker. You sound like Bryson Tiller? I'm gonna sound like Bryson Tiller. Mm -hmm. So the thing that we did was it came from a place of pureness. I never well. Let me stop because I, I'm a horrible rapper. So I was about to say I never tried to sound like nobody. I tried to sound like everybody. I apologize. But right. most good rappers, you know, right. were, were trying to find themselves and they were trying to do what they do. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like I want this generation to to live, but I also think that one of the things that probably made our generation dope was I always say it on here, we were kidnapped as kids. We listened to everything that our parents listened to. This new generation right. gets to listen to what they want to. If I would have had a pair of Beats by Dre in 1984, I would have never heard Anita, Luther, Freddie, uh, Stephanie Mills, Shaka Khan, because I would have had my headphones on just listening to nothing but Beastie Boys, LL, Run DMC, all that stuff. I would have never learned about Duran Duran and the Arrhythmics and all these mm -hmm. other great genres right. of music that mm -hmm. this generation isn't privy to because they can just put on their headphones and that's it. We grew up in a time when there was one stereo in the house. Now. Everybody in the house has a different pair of headphones on. You know, you, you go to the average house, there is no stereo. <clears throat> right. Do you think if back then, if you would have knew the business more? Because it seems like now this generation knows more of the business than the art. Here's the crazy thing, JR. Do they? Because I swear, Megan, <laughs> got jerked. I swear, everybody who's like, Right. It's still talking about getting jerked. And I'm like, That's how are you true. jerked? Like, shit, you got YouTube channels that will explain to you if you don't want to read the book. The... So, right. again, me and Bern say it all the time. I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but if in 2022, you get jerked, you wanted to get jerked. Oh, because That's all true. the information is yeah. there. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we, got, we got five seasons of Unsung. That you yeah, right, like, I mean, right, <laughs> right. So you can right. get this hey. you in 1991. <laughs> Record companies are shady, which he probably recorded in 1990. So he's probably 17 years old. Yeah, I expect a 17-year-old to get jerked. Naomi is 16. Do I think Naomi can sign a recording contract right now? Probably not. But you the know, industry but, is always going to win. That's yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it can win. I, I think it's about just coming on with more of your shirt, coming out of the deal with more <laughs> of your shirt than you win it. You know what yeah. I mean? Right, You're right. always okay. going to lose okay. But you right. just don't want to lose everything. You may lose some right. of your publishing. You don't want to lose all of your publishing. You want right. to, right. you know. So and again, it's just again. In that but we wasn't focused. I don't think we were focused about that back then. I think it was more of the art then. No, no, no. It was always the art, but that's one of the reasons why we got jerked because it was like we're all thinking art. We're just happy to get this record deal. Right. None of us really have lawyers. Our parents yeah. probably don't know nothing about record deals and lawyers. Yeah. Nobody had money to get a lawyer to look over this contract. That's true. I challenge people when people when the new edition movie came out, everybody's on Twitter like, oh, they dumbasses, they ain't read their contract. I'm like, you motherfuckers don't read your iPhone contracts. When I they, knew you were when they do that. the update, except you, Porsche. <laughs> except you, Porsche. We know you read the contract. I was about to say not Porsche. I, I, I read PlayStation contracts before I agree to anything. I do. Right. Like, she really does. So, like, but the rest yeah. of us to see new update on the iPhone, go do it. Whatever. I don't care. You're taking my information. You're stealing my bank card. You're using my likeness. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, and right. we don't do it. So, how are we going to get mad at somebody for not reading? And most people have never seen a recording contract. I, contracts for me doing beats, 
I, I had one that was 35 pages for one beat. So imagine how long a record contract contract is. You know what I mean? So again, so all that to just say, I agree. We have to let them do them. I just wish it came from a place of being pure um, and not from a place of, because there was a time when hip hop was not a way out the hood. You know what I mean? Now it is a viable option to get out the hood. Like Big Game, Big said, either you got Slinging White Rock or you got a Wicked Jump Shot. That was what, 1994 when he said that? He did yeah. not say, he did not mix hip hop into that sentence. You know, it's either you do this or you do that. Now you have hip hop, which you can do now, which is a viable outcome. People are making billions of dollars, but it's not. it may not come from the heart because you're doing it to make money. So you're gonna do what you have to do to make money versus just doing what you wanna do because you love it. Um, exactly. Damn. Yeah. Right. So, right. We're, not, we're, going, we're going in order though, right? Because I, I think I have the worst one of all. No, no, no. You said you just said the uh, kiss and Wayne. You said Wayne, and then we went to Jr. Oh yeah, my bad. I, I did, my next one is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get around real quick so we can. We, 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 um, the, the the thing that breaks my heart about hip hop, people talk about one hit wonders, and they talk about people like Bismarck, and they talk about people like Dr. Fett, and they not talk knowing about the history, can't like blow. Um, as one hit wonders, you know what I mean, and that breaks my heart that people look at Bismarcky, who is a certified hip hop legend, from being one of the original beatboxers to having a five mic album and going off, for being part of the Juice Crew, for you know everybody that he put on and everything for the game to really, for people to say all he had was that song, just a friend, you know what I mean, and that's heartbreaking for me to know that somebody of business legacy is, is thought at thought of by some people as just that dude who had just a friend and i hated just a friend like i i, I was never a fan of that song so it, it's just crazy that when you do call him a one-hit wonder you're not calling him a one-hit wonder for the vapors or nobody beats the biz or you know anything picking bullets yeah the biz is going off you're you're you're, you're saying this off of just um you're just saying that out of, ig out of ignorance. And you yeah, shut up. same thing with Doss. Yeah. When people, when yeah. I'm on the timeline and people are like, oh, Doss was a one-hit wonder. And I'm like, nigga, are you fucking bugging? Like, <laughs> I know the second album. I know me and, and Dre are the only two people in the world who like Straight Up Suicide. But I love Straight Up Suicide. Hold It Down to me was would have been a five-mic album if they ain't have a million songs on it. And they cut it down from like 27 to 14. But to say Doss is a one-hit wonder, I mean off of just they want effects i'm like yo you still got real hip-hop you still got the pete rock remix for real yes. hip-hop you still got no diggity like you so when when i posted camp blow this past week and somebody said that about them like all they had was Lucini, and i'm like bro they've had five albums out three eps like yo i'll send you my best to camp blow so like you said Vern, it's out of ignorance but i just hate the fact that these like hip-hop huge people in hip-hop you know, I would call Doss a legend. That whole diggity. These niggas invented a whole yeah, style. A whole like, you, know, style yep. that, you know, that, that these hip-hop legends are just looked at as one-hit wonders. And it's not just by the masses. It's by us. Like, that's the part that hurts. Like, I I, I don't care if VH1 calls Biz a one-hit wonder. But when black folk are calling people one-hit wonder who claim they love hip-hop, I'm like, that that hurts. What's up, bro? Yeah. Can, 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 can I add, add to your list? Yeah, and this, this, this shout out to Sh uh, Staten Island niggas, uh, man, fruits of nature. Oh, man, UMC, come on, UMC. That's that's one of the best hip hop. That's one of my favorite hip hop albums of all time. 
and they, they were on somebody was on that dude who always talk over all his guests and, and do blow horns and, and and all that stuff right and they was like ah ha them blue cheese niggas hey man bro do the knowledge that's all i gotta say yeah right Right. Oh, you see, he talked about Shaheem and got pulled up real quick. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And, and then had Shaheem on the show. So <laughs> that part. So uh, you see that. Um, so that's that's it for for R and B. Um, Bobby Brown's heartbreak, man. Just the fact of losing his daughter, Bobby Christine. Oh, two thousand. Losing Whitney, I know it's the ex-wife, but I'm still, mean, it's no, still Whitney. Yeah. Yeah. To, a, to, to a drug overdose in 2012, Bobby Christina to a drug overdose in 2015, losing his son Bobby Jr. to a drug overdose in 2021. I'm, I'm, I, I'm. It's a blessing that man is still standing. Man, listen, mm. it's, it's a blessing that man can get out of bed every day. Huh? Oh yeah, like it's freeway. freeway. Like, it, it's a blessing that I can't imagine losing two of your children. To a drug overdose you know what i mean like I, I just can't so when people want to talk shit about bob like oh that nigga fat on the verses yo let's be glad that nigga is grieving let's be glad that man hasn't taken his life let's be right let's be happy that this dude is is, is still here because i don't know where i would be mentally if i, I lost i'll be a puddle I'll be yeah, a puddle. You know, like, mm. like we're talking about free, seeing free on Instagram. And if you follow him, you'll see him having a good time. And then you'll see him posting something like he's dying yeah. inside right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's heartbreaking to see it's because that's a pain that's never going to oh. go away. Like, you know, and losing both his children so young, you know, so. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and again, if you follow free, I mean, he would he would show you his daughter. You would see Harmony like coming yeah. from her treatments and, and yeah. seeing things like that so it's like you know you kind of you know i always tell people with the show people gravitate i think a lot of times to us on the timeline because if you watch people every day like i'm sure if i ran into Stephen a smith i'd probably give him a pound like i know him like but because i've been watching them every day on first take for the past 10 years you know what i mean so seeing harmony and seeing free and seeing all those things and then it's just you know, to lose, to, to, to see that she's not here anymore, like that's heartbreaking. I mean, um, so yeah, definitely. Um, so that was mine. Of uh, course, what's your number four, Joan? Um, Losing Pac. <laughs> um, <laughs> for, I mean, it's just, I mean, we did a Twitter Spaces um, saluting Pac um, on the anniversary of, I think, All Eyes on Me or something, or yeah. Um, but anyways, it, it's, it's because of, just the attention to speaking out and and making it a point to bring up things that other people didn't want to bring up that were important to the culture, um, you know, the the black population, um, just all of that stuff. And I, I just think of all the people we've lost, we've lost some tremendous people um, over the years. But Tupac was one of those larger than life people that. Um, just that death to me was, we lost in so many areas. We lost in the art, we lost in the poet, we lost in the actor, we lost in the like the um, philosopher, we lost in the, you know, speaker, we lost in all of these things and there will never be another, um, you know, and, and it's just one of those things that you just sort of never get over. Um, I don't think a single day goes by that I don't, think about I mean 
a lot of other MCs too, like Big, obviously, but there's not a single day that goes by that I don't think, especially with what's going on in the world, especially these last two years, that, you know, like, fuck it, Pac was here. You know, if, if right. Pac was just alive, like if, if Pac had Twitter, if Pac had, you know, like just a lot of things that we miss out on because he's not here anymore. Um, and I think he was such a voice and he, he was a magnetic voice. Um, so that just drew people in, you know, um, he, yeah, it's just one of those things. I rewatch old, you know, interviews, um, because there's always gems. He's always saying something of value, something that you can take away, um, you know, take away with now, like this many years later, it's just, yeah, that's, that's one of the most heartbreaking losses that we've, that I've experienced, um, in hip, in hip hop. So. No doubt, no doubt. Jamil, what you got, good brother? Jamil, you muted. Oh, oh my, my, my bad. I'm sitting here talking, and um, <laughs> I'm muted the whole time. Wow. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm going to take it to R&B. I'm going to say Phyllis Hyman when we lost her. Mm. You know, that was, such a, that was such a dark... Um, that was Bruh. such a dark day, man. That was a dark... Bruh. That was a dark one. Yeah, that was a really dark one. Um, I remember, you know, I remember finding out about her death and that hit me, man. Cause you know, my mother, you know how it is, man. You know, black kids in a, in a, in a, in a you know, in the crib and moms is playing Phyllis Hyman and Anita Baker and all of that kind of stuff. So, I, you know, I had a connection, you know what I mean? Right. right. So when, it, when, um, when I found out about her death, it was, it, you know, it hit, it hit me. You know, yeah, it hit, it hit, you know, yeah, definitely a talent. Yeah, it's Beautiful. crazy because I was never the biggest Phyllis Hyman fan, but I remember that day I went over my man Malik's crib, and um, of course, you remember my man who shot at me, Malik, <laughs> who shot at me, Malik, <laughs> nigga shot at me, my man Malik, who I'm always arguing with on the timeline, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I went over to his crib and like his mom and like two of her girlfriends were over there like just heartbroken. Like I'll never forget seeing them at their dining room table. Like it was like a family member had died mm -hmm. um, to them. And it was just like, I was like, oh shit. Like, you know, I knew the living all alone and you know, a couple of songs here and there, but just seeing the pain on their faces, it was like, wow, like, oh, like, oh shit, like, this is, this is real right here, so, yeah. I definitely feel you on, on the Phyllis Hyman tip, man, definitely feel you on that, um, yeah, yeah, Vern, what about you, good brother? Alright, and if they ever do a doc on Phyllis Hyman, they need to let Jasmine Sullivan play her, um, <laughs> that, that's right, that. um, alright, so, Sunday, man, new edition, Rock the house. Now, is it all of them? Is Bob there? Yeah, every single one of them. All every, six. every single one of them. Rock yeah. the house. And and um, I love how you know Bob. Bob has issues, so they put him on the end. So you know he's doing this, but he ain't got to be doing the pirouettes and all that stuff. So everybody to a man killed it. But heartbreaking. When did that BET movie come out? Twenty seventeen. Alright, so four years ago, the the bag that New Edition fumbled. Oh! Damn you, Vern. I was gonna say that. <laughs> so you had 
my parents' genera generation, my generation, my daughter's generation, and my niece and nephew's generation all watching the movie and like, ah, new edition. They were talking about them and the little guys all going on tour together. Yeah. It, it could have been something epic. But egos get in the way and they fumble another bag, you know. So that's a heartbreak to me because you had the world in the palm of your hands mm -hmm. and you let and you let it go. Yeah. It, that should have been already set up. Like, yo, by the time the movie, when the movie ends, tickets go on sale. Like, yep. <laughs> immediately. Yep. Like, that's yep. already part of the plan. We've already talked to the tour folk. We are, yep. This is already mapped out to, you know, boom. As soon as the credits go off, boom, we on tour. Yep. You know what I mean? Kind of, you saw what happened with Dipset and, and the locks. It was like, yo, we on tour. Like, mm -hmm. immediately after the battle. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, they, they fumbled the bag big time with that. Um, Amir, I can't wait to hear what you about to hit us with. Well, when I came across this, man, it, it was crazy, bro. When I saw Big Daddy King assed out in the sheets and played <laughs> Fuck me up, man. Fuck me all the way up. <laughs> 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 that nigga, that nigga had his hairy ass. His ass was full of hair. He all in the mirror, like it was crazy, bro. Y'all oh never gosh. saw that? <laughs> I never saw. It. I never saw. It. Well, I saw the joint. Google it. Google the Madonna, it. the Madonna book, the Madonna, the Madonna book. Yeah, I saw that. Google it. No, I don't. I'm want good. That I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna take the word. I'm gonna take the word. I'm good. I don't. No, no, no. Listen, it's no. It's not. It's not nudity, but it's bugged out. I don't want to see Daddy ass, man. I'm a just. <laughs> it's one of the times when you know people be like, I don't want to go see the body. Well, know what? I just want to remember. Let me tell you something. Nah, nah, you need to see this, man. Yeah, long live the king. Nah, you gotta. I mean, he on the bed with a box of chocolates, man. With <laughs> no shirt on, looking crazy, b. It's looking crazy. Shit look wild. Being Asiatic, nobody's equal. Oh man. I, Yo, I, I, it was already bugged to me seeing him at the Don't Curse video shoot. Like, just, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm. Yeah, you, here's the thing with Kane. I just think Kane wanted to be bigger than hip hop. I think that's what it was. And I mean, I think it was the same thing like with Jay. Like, Jay and Jay wanted to be bigger than hip hop at a certain point. You know what I mean? You don't start doing songs with, with John Bryan or whoever the dude was. Like, you want to be bigger than hip hop. And I think that was Kane. That's why Kane was hyped to get on Quincy Jones' join. Like he was hyped to do a song with Patti LaBelle. Like, he wanted to be bigger than hip-hop. So I, I mean, think, that's like, smooth, though. Point, though. But the hairy butt, though, nah. No, no, I mean, yeah. but here's the wild part. If you, think you, if, <laughs> if you in your mind think you a sex symbol, yep. maybe you like, yo, fuck it. You know what? Let me do Playgirl. Like, yo, I think I'm a sex symbol, so let me go out. And there wasn't nobody mm -hmm. to reel that nigga back in, like, bro. That's yes, not a good move. Right like, that's not a good move for your career, nigga. When mm -hmm. you see Chuck D doing Playgirl, like, nigga, sit your ass down <laughs> and write another rhyme, like, nigga. Like, it wasn't nobody to pull him back and kind of be like, yo, nigga, chill, like you bug him. But again, God bless the dead, my rap partner Riley. Like, we were watching videos one day and the brats. I want to give it to you, came on. If y'all remember that video, it's like at a mansion. In I wanted to be in that video, yo. And, and, and Rilo was like, yo, kill. See, 
that's the video. I want to be at that party. You want to be hanging out with brand new beings and punks jump up to get beat down and diamond dick. So, and I'm saying that just to say that there are people like you want to be in different places. You know what I mean? So for Big Daddy Kane, obviously he wanted to be, and, and he didn't want to be in the same spots that Cool G Rap wanted to be. You see what I'm saying? He didn't want to be in the same spots that Rakim wanted to be in. He wanted to be hanging out with Madonna, Naomi Campbell, and those type of people. And if you hang out with those type of people, I promise you, you're going to do some wild shit. This goes back to Eddie Murphy Raw when his pop was like, yo, why the fuck you with Danny Terrio? Like, those, those, like, that's why he just kept saying, why are you with Danny Terrio? Like, so when you want to hang with those people, you're going to do some wild shit. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, 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 it's sad to see because Kane was my guy. We all know Kane, Rosa Parks for dark skinned niggas. Like, he was my guy, but yeah. Once he started doing that playgirl spread and everything else, I'm like, bro, you lost your mind. And keep in mind, he never came back from that stuff. No, he was done after that. Yeah, you know. It was a done deal. I, I want to say that, that this had to be... I mean, do you remember what year this was? Because I remember in 91, he, he was on a Juice soundtrack with enough respect. And I think like that was Kane's last <laughs> dope song. I know he had to join How Do You Get a Record Deal and you know that other album and stuff like that but i really feel like that enough respect was like the last time kane was really the shit type thing so jr what you got for your last one good brother i mean not your um, last one, this is the fourth one. yeah yeah but this i mean it's gonna be um actually when um shoot where am i going with when bobby warmack died okay that that was a heartbreak for me now you have to take me back for people watching jr is like a fucking time traveler and all kinds of shit because he's like 28 but this nigga i don't remember bobby womack dying and i'm 48 like so he died in, he died in 2014 he died in okay. 2014. Walk, walk, walk me through it good brother walk me all through. right so um he is actually part of like the sam cook kick Click. now is he the shady nigga yes Mm-hmm. Okay, he's yep. a shady. Yeah, yeah. he's the one who, who got with his wife. Yes, yeah. and, yeah. and bought his food at Bobby War, uh, at Sam Cooke. And did a song about it. All right, yes. now tell me this. Now I'm in, I'm intrigued. Why, why this shady nigga that that shady? Why did the death affect you so much? Were you able to because put I, I, I can care less about personal stuff. Okay. I'm focused on music, and okay. my family focused on music. And to be honest with you. My grandfather had just died like three and a half years ago. So before then. So it felt like it was like the Sam Cook click. It was like that was it. You know what I mean? So it felt like wow. It was like my grandfather would go from Sam to Johnny Taylor to Bobby Warmack. And it felt like, damn, that's it. You know what I mean? Like it's no more. You know what I mean? So my mom actually, I never forget. She got, she gave me the phone call, and I literally had to stop in the neighborhood. I don't even know where the fuck I was at, to be honest. And I stopped in the neighborhood, and I just sat there, and I just bugged out, like, yo, this is real. Like, this Sam Cook Cook click is done. Like, right. there's nobody left. You know what I'm saying? So it was like that was a part of my like life. So it was like once he was gone it was like boom you know what i mean and then i did like the fact that everybody was just focused on the music which should be anyway even though he was a petty motherfucker to be honest but 
at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I focused on the music and what I listened to. So that was heartbreaking for me. I had to kind of take a step back for a second and think like, yeah. You know what's bug for me? I don't, it's weird because I guess we all have our places where we kind of cut somebody off at. You know what I mean? Kind of like with, with Candyman. Like, it right. took like 20 documentaries and I still know people who are still capping. Oh yeah. Him, like yeah. defending him. You know what I mean? And then and it's weird for me because I think like if I find out like you're a fucked up person, like I can still listen to me like Steady B. I'm not at Steady B with Candyman where I don't listen to none of his shit. Right. It's hard for me to listen to his music. I'll tell you what's crazy, Portion. I can't wait till we do this show on Dilla. I didn't realize Dilla was such a fucking asshole. Mm. Like that's probably the thing I'm walking away with from this book. And it's and and because of that. It's weird, you being an asshole, I don't know, I, I, it's hard for me to separate the two. So, not that he's not gonna be my number one anymore, but it's just like, for years, I just thought, yeah, like, they were probably cool as shit, da, 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 da. I'm like, yo, he said, what the Raphael be? Nigga. And nobody put hands on this nigga? The streets is dead, man. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. You ain't coming out your mouth like that to me. Like, type thing, so. I, I, that's the one thing I struggle with. Like, if I find out like you a fucked up individual, it's kind of hard for me to still like like your music or whatever like that. I mean, you know it did mean? take Bobby a minute to get through. People want yeah. fucking with him after that. It and took I mean, it's not, it's not a good or bad thing. It's just like for me. I, yeah, I get it though. That's hard for me to do. Like, I'm not mad at anybody who can do it. I probably wish I could, but for some reason, it's like if I find out you an asshole, it's kind of like. I get, you know, because these rappers, these people are like superheroes to me growing up. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? They're like, it, 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 it would be like finding out like Batman is an asshole. Like, like, nigga, like, you know what I mean? Like, you Batman. Like, you gotta be cool. But of course, from doing radio for 10 years in the 90s, I found out a lot of my heroes are assholes. Mm -hmm. and, and here's the thing, and it made me look at them a lot differently too. You know what I mean? Like, to me, if you're an asshole to me, I'm not supporting your music no more. I may play it, but nigga, I ain't buying no CD. You ain't yeah, getting my hard-earned money like yep. that. You know what I mean? I so, that. You know, like, yep. you know, there's been a lot of people who came up to 889 and I was like, oh, and then I left like, man, fuck that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, never again, or yeah, I ain't yeah. playing your shit, you know, or whatever like that. Um, yeah. The last joint I got is DOC losing his voice in that accent. Because I was still a shorty this is probably 89 because before niggas for life so it's like between 88 and 89 and I, i'm just like doc was probably it was probably it was kane rock and doc was top five for me in 88 89 which is hard to say we just did 88 yep. and you saw how crazy of a year it was and that's how much i rock with no one can do it better five my classic yeah, one he was of my nasty. favorite albums. Yeah, crazy. Nasty, nasty. And it was just crazy to me. Like, like, yo, you get... And I never heard about something like that before. You know, you get in a car accident, you break a leg, you, you're in a coma. You know, something may have to get amputated, but you lose your voice? Like, I'm like, how does that even happen? Like, how do you get in a car accident and lose your voice? And what's the chances of that happening that a rapper loses his voice in a car accident? You know, it never sounds the same. And I mean, that was like heartbreaking to me because it was like, we're never going to get a follow up to no one can do it better. You know what I mean? So kind of how Porsche was like with Pete and CL, we're never getting that other Pete and CL. It was like, yo, we're never getting a follow up to DOC. No one can do it better. Like, yo, that's that's heartbreaking, you know, and 
it took years for that Helter Skelter, I think, or whatever was the name of the album that he did, but that wasn't it. So, you know, that was heartbreaking to me. And then to go back to what Vern was saying, the day Prince died, you know, most people who know me know Prince. Prince is the dopest ever to me. He's the GOAT, you know, so JR called me, everybody was calling me like, yo, you good? You good? Because it's like, everybody knows, like, that is my GOAT right there. Yeah, Prince. I remember um, that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, so that 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 was it for me. Porsche, what, what's your last joint? This it's an R and B one. Right. Um, it's what, what what's heartbreaking for me in R and B is that current R and B doesn't feel. I don't feel the love like I do in in Thank the nineties. Thank you, Porsche. Thank you, Porsche. Thank you. Guys, I know I'm a sucker you, for this. Kind of Thank you, Porsche. Thank you. Love, but love. Listen, I do love love, and I love. I want love to feel like '90s R&B. But why did, did it have to stop there? Like somewhere along the way, and you guys already know who I blame, which I'm not going to mention. Um, it, it became like weird swearing and like drug use and yep, yep. a lot of real, yep. really yep. weird things that yeah. that couples now want to experience with each other that i'm just like yeah. you, <laughs> you guys, you guys want to like like snort cocaine together and that's love now like, this, is, this is like the ballad that you're gonna play for your girlfriend because what, no like, here's here's a tray of like a couple lines like let's this is what i've got <laughs> planned for our date like i don't know it's so confusing to me and it's and it is heartbreaking um for many reasons but yeah. yes i i don't like and i stopped listening to current r&b i don't know anybody um current at all i don't know what they sound like never heard anything yep. because all i ever listen to if i want r&b is stuff from the 90s and yeah, yeah. Or, or, um, and if i want to know some new stuff i just check with jr if he listens to it I don't even check with JR. <laughs> to be really honest i am just done Porsche is like out yeah. she's done <laughs> honestly it's just i will dabble in some current boys to men stuff and even they aren't really like you know, I just go back to the 90s. Anyway, so that's a heartbreak for me is that R&B doesn't feel like I don't ha there's no love in R&B anymore, like real love in R&B anymore. And that makes I me very sad. I, I can trace it when it went away. When they stopped saying they who that just took all the love. Oh, the God. <laughs> 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 what do you say? But love will not get caught up, Mayhu. They took the poetry. They took the poetry out of it, man. You know, yeah, like with, like, with, like what Portia was saying, like everything is just blatant now. You know, I want yeah, yeah, I want to stick it here. I want to lick it there. Yeah. Yep. And it, 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 you know, it was like back in the day they were saying that, but it was like in a poetic. Man, Wait, listen. You know what I mean? Minnie Rip, Minnie was freaky as a mug, and um, um yeah. inside my love, but it was, yeah. it was, it was classy. Yeah, right. like me, right. me and Elise just did that with our episode of like '97 albums just came out, and Joe, how he was saying love scene, he was like '69 was a very good year. We know what he's talking about, yeah. but at the end of the day, it was like it was, it was, it was, it was I. You know what right. I mean? Like it can flow through now. 
Absolutely. Porsche ain't even talking about that. Porsche's talking about that after seven, I give you the moon, the stars, the rain. Yeah. My love is the fountain. That's what she's oh, talking about. Yeah. Ain't talking about the sticky 69 stuff. She's talking about she if you look up dirty macking in the in the dictionary, Joe's picture will be there. I get it. Yeah, right. 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 She ain't talking about none of that. She's talking but even about Joe love. was like a sweetheart about it. He was a dick. Right. That's what I'm he saying. Was a, right. He was a right. homewrecker, but he was just so lovely. <laughs> That's about right. It. Right. Oh I couldn't stand that song, man. Yo, yeah, me and you both. Yeah. Don't even get me started me, on the me, me, yeah. yeah, I'm not a yeah, not but the, the the key thing is it count I think it comes back to what I always say on the timeline. There's a love deficit out here, y'all. Yeah. So these yeah. kids that are right, they yep. can't write about love because mm -hmm. they don't know love. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. don't see love. Yep. One day I was at my center and yep. I, I could give many of many I was in the projects with T years ago, back in two thousand and um Somebody was like, yo, Mr. Kill, is that your baby mother? I was like, nah, that's my wife. Yo, it was like I said another word, like a, a Chinese word or something. It was like, mm -hmm. wife? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, you think you fancy that? Like, marriage <laughs> is not looked at like, you know, my kids yep. ask me all the time, they like, Mr. Kill, like, you're, they're like, you're the only person we know who's married. And nigga, you say you committed to your wife. We don't know. It's, you know what I mean? Like, but that's it. You know what I mean? The way my teens look, this is how my teens in this generation look in love. One of my girls told me, Mr. Kill, I ain't never getting married. I said, why? She said, because what Uncle Phil did to Aunt Vic. I said, you know what? For shits and giggles, what did fucking Uncle Phil do to Aunt Vic? He said he divorced her and then married a light-skinned woman. And I said, y'all do know this is just TV, right? Like, it was just Will had beef with the dark-skinned Aunt Viv, and they recasted her. But in their mind, because they don't have uh, mom and dad in the house, the families, are, you know, people don't aren't together. The only thing that you can lean on is what you see on TV. Yep. You know, all the people my age, when I do marriage coaching, every couple that's my age, I thought it was going to be like the Cosby show. I've never heard a couple ever tell me I thought it was going to be like the way I saw my mother and father. Never, not mm -hmm. one couple has ever said that to me. It's always, I thought it was going to be like it was on the Cosby show. I thought it was going to be like it was on Martin. There's no, they don't see love, so you can't write about something that you don't know. Yeah. So that's the hard part with that. Uh, Jamil, what you got for your last joint, good brother? There I go talking again without the mute, with the mute on. Um, I'm going to say when New York stopped being. Mm. Uh, that was my last one. Talk mm. about it. Uh, mm. Started following the trends instead of um, being the trendsetters mm -hmm. that we, mm. we, we, we are. And that we always been. Um, that was that was heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Um, just me being a, a, a native New Yorker and seeing that, like, we always, you know, as New York always had a certain pride about themselves that, yo, yo, you know what? Them niggas do that over there, but we doing this. You know what I'm saying? So when I came, you know, I, I stepped away and I moved to Baltimore and I came back and, and I saw, you know, they was following the trends. I was like, wow. That was hard, but that's heartbreaking. Nah, I feel you, bro. And, um, heartbreaking. Yeah. 
that's one of those things that I would love to kind of try to do a, a, a to try to figure out how that happened or when that happened or what shifted that. I mean, I know the South picked up big and the radio picked up big and I have to tell my teams all the time, they swear Fat Joe is from Miami. I'm like, yo, I promise y'all he is from the South Bronx. Like, Fat Joe is not from right. Miami. He is from the Bronx, but this generation, you know, it, it's like not only do people trust Diamond like they're from the South, they actually moved to the South. Yeah, you know right. I mean? so, right. definitely feel you on that. And you know what the ill thing about the ill thing about it was it this this kind of thing, you know, like when when the West Coast had taken over, right? And I think I was watching a documentary about how like you had all these producers when they saw that they was like they all kind of banded together and was like, "Yo, we got to get our we got to put our city back on." Mm. So they they uh they went to um the Roosevelt Hotel, I think it's, that's what it's called, and they were getting all these, digging all, you know, digging for all these records and all of that. Pete Rock and everybody, right? And this is, this is around the time when you know all these they were they were digging for these records, and this is around the time when all these like these uh, classic albums were being made, you know, Elmatic and all 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 those things, um, you know. And so I, I feel like. We have the we have the capability to do it, you know, to 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 reach within ourselves and you know just be us, man, and stop trying to follow the trend. Yeah, the funny thing is, yeah, I man. remember, I guess it's two thousand three, two thousand four, and Saigon and Papoose were supposed to be the ones bringing New York back. Like, yeah, that, that was it. It was like these were the two dudes who were gonna bring New York rap back, and like. Both of them ended up getting shelved and just, you know, neither one of them really ever came out and really made no noise. Burn, you talking about fumbling the bag. Saigon fumbled that bag when he was on Entourage every week on HBO, playing himself. Like, nigga, you are on HBO playing Saigon. Yeah. How don't you have your album dropping right now? So, you know, that's crazy, too. Burn, what about you? What's your last one? My last one, maybe not a heartbreak, but I just knew the Shaheem was gonna be the next great thing. Um, and then, you know, his life went in a different direction. Um, you know, he did a bid and everything, so. Yeah, I remember seeing Shaheem and I really thought he was gonna be the next Method Man. I thought, I really <laughs> me too, me too. I, 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 thought, I thought it was Baby Meth. That's that's why, right. how I looked yeah. at him as. Yeah. 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 Yep. Like, this dude's gonna be the next one. Like, you know what I mean? So, now I feel you on that. You got an R&B joint or you out? I'm out, yeah. All yeah, right. I'm out. Man, I don't know what you're going to hit us with now. We're, we're, I, I don't know how you're going to eclipse me on the finale, but I'm, I'm all ears, good brother. Yo. The craziest shit I think I ever sold that broke my heart, man, was when Ace Hub was on the red carpet with Bow Wow and um, Russell Simmons' daughter and his fucking watch fell apart, B. The best. Oh, so you telling me stuff I don't even know that happened. What happened now? I heard about that too, yo. <laughs> Somebody watch fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. He had a fake. He had a fake Invicta or some shit. Oh no. The, the the bezel on the watch fell off, man. Who was it? Who was it? Yeah, he did. Ace Ace Hood. Ace Hood. Ace Hood. Damn, I heard that name. Yo, Ace Hood used to be catching a bad rap all over, man. Damn. His watch fell apart. Shit, shit was wild, man. He tried to screw the shit back on. He tried to screw it back on. 
<laughs> it was a it was a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were at the BT Awards. <laughs> Yo. 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 And Baba and Angela Simmons was interviewing I see, I, I got to do some more YouTube digging tonight. I already <laughs> that was bad. He literally was like this up. in the camera. Now, let me right. pull up the Ace Hood joint so I can see this too later on tonight. Man. It was bad. It was bad. I can't believe you ain't see the sticky shit. I've been hitting you with jewels all night, man. <laughs> right. Yo, I, I got two tabs open. I see right here Ace Hood Watch Book. Can't, and I got the sticky ready to go. So, <laughs> I'm you, if you want to end it off, end it, you know, in the middle of that man, just look at your man Kane. He was wilding, man. I'm gonna <laughs> live with these two right now. I'm gonna get with these two. Not well. Now I took mine when New York didn't have their own identity anymore. That hurt. Yeah. Brooklyn, me and a native New Yorker, it was like, yo, we were never the followers. We were always the one that was creating trends and creating everything. And when we started having dudes sounding like they were from Atlanta, I was yeah, all of the rap. I was done. We, but we good now. We're in good hands now. Man. Oh, oh, absolutely. Thank you, Amir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Salute that man. <laughs> right, 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 right. Definitely yeah, not talk about you, you my brother. Definitely not talk about you. Yes, Definitely sir. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Nah, nah, nah. A man got me like, I got two things. I don't be laughing. Like, <laughs> it's I, the thing. I had no idea. <laughs> hey, tell them everything about the R&B raps. Where can oh. they get at you? Where can they check you out? Everything. All right. Uh, just check me and Elise out. My partner, um, Natalie Elise, on the R&B raps. Uh, we just... Uh, Thanks, Severn. We did our episode on uh, Tony, 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 which was great, which was great. Um, actually, uh, Dwayne actually saw it, Vern. He liked it. A word? It. Yes. <laughs> That's dope. He That's liked dope. it. Um, uh, now we got a new episode that's coming out that's going to already be out. Uh, it's going to be with uh, Rel and Victor, and they're talking about uh, Cases Missing You, and Victor's talking about The Secret Garden which is a funny episode. That's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, we got some more stuff coming up. Uh, we got some dope, dope regular catch that's coming up, which is amazing. So just catch us on the R&B rep representatives on Twitter. Uh, no, R&B representatives on Instagram, R&B reps on Twitter, JR's World of Soul on Instagram and Twitter, and naturally Elise on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Yeah, y'all need to all start getting your... Uh, Songs together, kill Porsche. Uh, all y'all, yes, Amir, Jamel. I'm getting you too. You getting on the show, yes. We, we, I, I, you know me, bro. I always got something in, in, in ready to go at any yeah, time. Yeah, we, yeah, we waiting on you. Yes, yeah, that show was a ball. I love put it. Up, put up the back signal, nigga. I'll be there tomorrow. We yeah, just listen. I'll just send you to what you're going to do. I mean, I mean. 12 o'clock tomorrow, nigga. Right <laughs> you tomorrow. shocked me. Well, we got one tomorrow. We got an interview tomorrow. So, we right, talking about the blue theory. So, that's all right. Yeah, put the, put the bat signal up. I got you. you know, bro, tell I got them you. everything that you got going on, good brother. Where can they get at you? What projects you're working on? What you got out right now? Give them everything. Peace, peace, peace. Yeah. Um, Jamil Odyssey, man, at bandcamp.com. You know what I'm saying? I got my. Uh, my new record, Rufus Buck, the Rufus Buck Project on vinyl. Can y'all mm -hmm. see that? Yeah, we got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
Fire, fire. Yeah, you can cap. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, brother. Um, just some really heavy stuff, man. Heavy stuff on this record, man. I'm talking, I'm talking to my people on this one. So I want y'all to check that out. You can go to, uh, like I said, my Bandcamp page, JamilHonesty.bandcamp.com. Um, I'm always on IG, Jamil Honesty, Jamil underscore Honesty. You know what I'm saying? So if y'all need verses, y'all need beats, whatever. But yeah, that's right. This is what's going on right now. The Rufus Buck Project, man. And they can cop the vinyl from the Bandcamp. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Yep. I got I, I got I got vinyl, I got CDs, I got cassettes, I got t-shirts, we got all that. All right, no doubt. No doubt. That, Yo, did, did, you had a project you did with Crazy Fingers, right? Yes, um, so Crazy Fingers, we're working on a project now called the uh um the God's Honest Truth. I keep doing this too, man. I keep doing this. Every time I do an interview, I forget to mention that. Yes, one of my most important uh projects for me man because I'm, I'm i'm digging deep i'm i'm talking about a lot I'm talking about breakups depression um you know um all kinds of stuff man all kinds of stuff so yeah i'm, I'm really excited about that project man you know i got my man rel from rockefeller on that project i got elzai on the project you know what i'm saying Fire. so yeah yeah crazy fingers is a freaking maniac on these beats man yeah so yeah make, make sure you check him check him out yeah, yeah. They, i appreciate that man i didn't even know you knew about that look at that that's crazy i'm a student i'm a student <laughs> that's what's up that's what's up that's what's up salute that's to you up. man salute to you yeah that's what's up man Vern, tell them where they could get if they looking for a house in georgia where to get at you yeah south carolina and alabama too uh at uh be the lone closer on instagram on twitter is b chandler 10 where i, I just talk about music and and, and and fun stuff but uh uh be the lone closer on instagram you just buying up states now nigga you just hey man you know <laughs> you, you see know that you saw yeah, that like, he just like oh, he just slid that in maryland i do maryland too now man yeah <laughs> yeah man you know gotta expand it keep keep growing you know because you know yeah, you, you, you don't maintain either you grow or you receive come <laughs> you know, on come on yeah, now, yeah. i see yeah. you coming for the ties and offering let me get at you miss on twitter at share la porsche and normally on mondays i've just been really busy with uh, some other stuff but uh mondays we do twitter spaces um yeah and and topics are dope um and again, I'll get better at this um, regularity thing. So, uh, yeah, check us out. All right, no doubt. Amir, where can they get at you, good brother? Tell them what's coming up with you. Oh, yeah, man. You can get at me on uh, Insta well, Instagram, AMXXR, man. Uh, and on uh, Twitter, it's 25th Hour, man. Right now, True Soul, we got, you know, Peace Trimentals 4 coming on March 31st. Uh, tentative date for Dope Boy Soul. We also got, like, a couple other projects. He's working on the SP. The new SP1200 album, the beats on that shit is crazy. Um, and just other stuff we got working in between, man. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely jumping on some. Uh, I did some, a lot of features. Should be surfacing sooner or later. Um, and on the day to day, man, just catch me on either, you know, Twitter talking trash or Instagram being a jerk. You know what I'm saying? Making, you know, cracking jokes. <laughs> right, we already know this with me. Kill eight eight nine Twitter IG. We'll make beats com. Um, one thing I want to say real quick about Jamil's project on Bandcamp. 
um, there was a situation where somebody was saying something to me on Twitter about how people would spend like $200 on this Kanye stem thing, but then they won't support their man's, you know, new album that came out. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for, I'm always um, giving people the benefit of doubt. And I was explaining to my man, I don't know if a lot of people nowadays in 2022 really know how to quote unquote support somebody. So what mm. we have to do better as artists is explaining to people how to support people, how to support us, you know, because back in the day it was very easy. If your album is in the store, I brought your album. That was all you had to do. Right. Buy an album, buy a ticket to my show, buy a t-shirt. Right. Now, right. people have told me, Kill, I, I kept streaming you and um, uh, King James's new album. And I'm like, thanks for streaming, but that don't pay us nothing. If you really That's right. want to support us, you know, you can, you know, um, go to Bandcamp and buy it off of that. Because you know yeah, I mean? because um, Bandcamp gets you know the artist gets gets most of the dollar, most of the right. dollar from Bandcamp. Right. Yeah, most but I definitely. think it's one of the things that we as artists have to explain it. And we were going back and forth, and I was like, bro, put it like this: I was the first guy in my crew to get mad. Mm. So all my people from the hood, they was like, mm. yo, yo, what you want, nigga? You want a toaster? You want a blender, microwave? Mm. And I'm like, nigga, I don't want none of that shit. And they like. Oh well, we ain't never been to nowhere before, nigga. Like we just see that's that's what people do on TV, and I'm like, nah, bro. Look, it works like this. Like, you know, you play for how much your plate is. You know, right. you bring a guest, so if your plate is a hundred, you bring a guest, right. you give two hundred, and they was like, oh shit, we didn't know, but we got you, and it wasn't no problem. Right. So that's what I mean by sometimes we have to explain to people how to support us before your ass ends up because if i didn't have that conversation nigga we would have had like five microwaves 50 toasters four blenders right shit. so again i'm challenging us artists to do better as telling absolutely people, Dude, absolutely tell people i did a clip of one of my music with um snowfall and i'm like right. if you feel this please retweet it it don't cost you anything like i love right. the, i love the hearts and i love the likes but if you could retweet it that would be even dope. And when I ask people to do that, I always get more retweets than when I don't ask people to do that. So just some right. game out there for right. us. We have to start teaching people how to support us. Because I think people really do want to support us. And they think in their minds they are, but they really don't understand. If you're not an artist, there's no way. Why would you know Bandcamp gives you more money? If you're not mm. an artist, why would you know that? So right. we have to just explain people that. So that's my challenge for all us artists out there. Explain to people the best way to support you. Yeah, Facts. And no, and no, and no, I forgot to also mention, man, I definitely did a, I can't even count how many records I got with Kill at the moment. We just, a bunch of loose, yeah, but they not, they, they not loose, but they. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next day, next day, yeah. I'll send him a Porsche beat at a beat at four in the morning and the next day a mayor's like I'm done. Like it, it's done. You know what I mean? So that's definitely. Man. So definitely and if you don't have it, again, I will always be championing this album, twenty one grand. Fire, fire. Get the yes, vinyl. Sir. I will never steer you wrong on this one right here. So you definitely gotta cop this. I will check y'all out next week, y'all.